okay now. From the beginning. Hey there, all you wedding photographers, creatives, and business owners. You're tuned into the Dotcast, a weekly deep dive into the wedding photography industry, creativity, and entrepreneurship, brought to you by Nine Dots. Now, as we roll into autumn, I hope your editing piles are decreasing inversely in proportion to the next year's deposits. And here at Nine Dots, it's a real busy time for us. We are putting the final things into place for our annual flagship event, the conference that is definitely not a conference, the Nine Dots Gathering. This year, it's been held in Leeds in the UK on November the 14th and 15th. Now, it's been described quite accurately as a theme park for wedding photographers. And over two and a half days, you'll be able to learn from and share good times with some of the best and brightest in our industry, including, and this is a good list, Jason Vincent, Helen Williams, Jesse and Moira LaPlante, Fabio Marula, Susanna Pavan, Dom and Liam from York Play Studios, Lena Orsina Allen, Nadine Van Billion, Marta May, Siva Haran, Ronan Palliser, and Angie Ward-Brown. Told you it was a good list as well as all the knowledge and inspiration that you'll take from the presentations, from the live shoots and the masterclasses, you'll also gain so much from the social and holistic side of the event. Going into the new year as part of a close community of like-minded photographers who can all help you reach your goals really is priceless. There's still a tiny handful of tickets left, so you can find out more at the links in the description or visit 9-dots.co gathering to find out more. Now we cannot wait to see you all in there. And on that note, we are going to dive into this week's episode. Happy after the weekend, by the way. Uh, you know, United finally got a win. Oh, I know. We were uh, we were driving back from um, a day out with the kids, and uh, it was a three o'clock kickoff. So it wasn't on telly, but I've got a sneaky uh, thing on my phone where I can watch the games. So my son was watching it in, in on his phone at the back, so I was listening yeah. to it while driving. Really good. Yeah, so, I have a sneaky thing for my TV, and I watch it at three o'clock too. Yeah, I, wa- yeah. I watched last week's Crystal Palace game, and I fell asleep actually because my daughter was lying <laughs> on me. Amelia, that you met, that I bought to Old Trafford yes, actually. Yes. Yeah, so she was lying on top of me, and then we just we just fell asleep. And to be fair, it was a shit game. But um, and this one, I was I was about to doze off, and then yeah, obviously two goals right at the end. I was just like, oh my god, it's crazy. I think they'd have been in trouble if uh, if they hadn't won that. To be honest with you, it yeah, hundred percent. Have you been watching the Beckham documentary? No, and the only reason I haven't is my wife's wants to watch it, and yeah, she's yeah. not been to watch it yet so i was like can i watch that on my own and then we watch it again later and she was like no let's watch it together so i'm gonna have to wait yeah yeah um, I, so. I think this is the one footballing documentary i mean i know your wife is into football mine's not but it's the one footballing documentary that's brought all husband and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends yeah. together to watch it together because they're all happy yeah. about beckham and we're all happy about beckham and it's like, <laughs> it's like no yeah. absolutely she's actually not into his football as much as you think i think it was just a coincidence she was there when uh when you were there i think that's oh the really game. So, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from the documentary, like my wife actually didn't like Alex Ferguson. She's like, oh, he doesn't. She doesn't want uh, players to live and have a life, and you know, look how restricted he is with Beckham. I'm like, mate, this is why he's the greatest manager in the world and yeah. was is the king of managers. Yes. Yeah, because everyone else is focused and Beckham is not focused. And even though he was once, he was on the pitch, but you know, all the other circus around him is like. You know, and it's full, I like, I've like fully understand why Alex Ferguson was like that, and she does yeah. not get it. She doesn't yeah. understand. I'm like, well, one of my uh, one of my uh, friends' wives is uh, well, was obviously uh, Paul Bogba's um, housekeeper. Oh no way! Apparently, all he ate was pizza every night, pizza boxes everywhere, all the time, and it was just alcohol, food, poor. And I was, and I remember him telling me about this, thinking, "Hang on a minute, you've been paying millions of pounds a year to play professional football. Why are you not more yeah. focused on this?" Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I'm more focused running my business than you are doing what you're doing. You know, and yeah. Anyway, he's gone, isn't he? And now he's in trouble. So, 
Well, yeah, exactly. And this is the thing. Don't like for me, it's like listen to Sir Alex Ferguson. Do you know what I mean? He got rid of him for a reason. Like yeah. you can't bring him back. Like he was done for a reason and he was totally right. And it's just like and they brought him back. We make some stupid moves like that though, I've got to say. Some idiotic bias, but yeah, you know. On paper our team looks all right though. I've got to say, it looks all right. But in reality it's always, it's always looked all right. I yeah. was just thinking yeah yeah oh man we won't even start about the goalkeeper though seriously like i know it takes a while to settle in but well he's had a shocker in he well golden glove winner last year i know most clean sheets of anyone and then not even playing for a club i feel sorry for him to be honest with you yeah yeah exactly yeah we should just bring him back he's still a free agent yeah i think so yeah so it's, not, it's not even you can you can bring in a free agent outside of the transfer window, can't you? So yeah, yeah, can, yeah. You could bring him right bring now. Back anytime. Yeah, bring him yeah. back right now. I would. Yeah, I would. Like, all right, he might not be able to play out, but you know, like nowadays, like obviously because the footballing has changed and like they all like to play out from the back, but you could just roll it to a defender and they could play it out. You don't yeah, have absolutely. to be the one to hoof it up the pitch. Like other teams so, do that. I don't think the two or three long balls that Anana's done that's good has outweighed the mistakes he's made. Oh, no. Like, even that goal the other day with Burnley, he should have saved that. Come on. Like, I was I was like, yeah, he's he's poor. Uh, maybe he's just nervous, you know? Like, after watching that Beckham documentary, like, he was so nervous going into, like, the Bernabeu at Real Madrid, and he had a shocker for, like, the first two, three games as well. So maybe, maybe it's just, like, you know, it's just too much pressure. And it could be, but, you know, let's see. So, yeah, how's all the weddings going anyway? Enough football talk. People will be like, I didn't tune into a football podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like... Weddings are going great for me. Uh, I've had a, a very normal, typical year, which is, uh, well, for those who, who know or don't know, I just restrict myself to about 30, 32 weddings a year, which is a nice kind of happy medium amount, I guess. I used to do 80-odd a, a year many years ago. 80? 80, yeah, yeah. I did seven, 78 one year, 83 two years in a row. Before my second kid came along and I couldn't maintain that level of work and wow yeah and you know that registered had a full-time employee for two and a half years well two two people over two and a half years two different people yeah I had grand dreams of making this big you know bigger than it was um and then I realized that that's not where I want to be I I went from doing 83 weddings in one year to 35 weddings the following year having getting rid of the full-time employee just didn't need them anymore um and then deregistering VAT being careful with how much I spend as a business in terms of I stopped selling albums and, and just turning over up to the VAT threshold without spending as little or spending as little as I possibly can my in-bank balance was income was reduced after tax was reduced eight percent from going from eighty three weddings to thirty five weddings. Fucking hell. Okay. So yeah. So could look the at trade the trade off way, right? is yeah, yeah. If someone said to you you shoot thirty five weddings a year, but what what about next year you shoot eighty three, but you get eight percent more? Yeah. You'd just be like, absolutely not. No. hundred um, percent so, I wouldn't do it. No, far happier place now and, and since twenty sixteen. Um, and then, yeah, doing more SEO and workshops and training on the side, 
as well as my weddings, which is far makes up more than eight percent as a second business. Yeah, yeah. So just in a really happy place to be honest with you. Um, some great weddings this year, as always. Going to London, going to London more than ever for for weddings. But my parents don't live too far north of London, so they get to see me more. So they like that. Yeah, nice. And a, a good base for London weddings as well. Um, yeah. How about you, Raul? How's your week? How's your year been? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been good. To be fair, I feel like um, I've had a uh, had a really great year. Like all the couples have loved me, so which is good. Um, like yeah, I did twenty two weddings. I've got like two more left. I did twenty four only this year. Same as you, yeah. like you know, I stop at the VAT level. I I actually yeah. save a bit because right, you just said you don't sell albums, but my clients still buy albums, so I kind of like leave like a five grand buffer of income yeah, <laughs> and yeah. stuff in album sales. Um. Which is gutting if like people don't buy albums because I'm like, oh man, and then but then I hopefully get like a last minute booking, give them a discount and just try to make it up. But it is what it is. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. you know, um yeah. So yeah, it's been it's been it's been all right. It's been it's been all right. A good place yeah. to be from a business yeah, a good place to be from a business point of view, really, to yeah t- turning over a reasonable amount of money. And I've always said uh, maybe you disagree with me with this, I don't know, but thirty weddings a year is the equivalent of a normal full time job in terms of everything that goes into it that's how i see it oh, i don't know about that i would not... say it's way less <laughs> like way less really yeah yeah, yeah. i mean like yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i mean uh yeah i i don't i my wife doesn't even think i work she only thinks i work <laughs> when i'm at a wedding so you know um so no, you say think... you saying more weddings is the equivalent of a full time job or less weddings is the equivalent uh, of a full time job? Generally, it is. Yeah, I think it's just different for different people, right? You've got your cool. stuff streamlined quite well. I've got my stuff streamlined very well as well. And so for me, um, you know, like I can come home with like fourteen thousand images, and if I sit down the next day, I can literally call and edit that wedding within that day and finish yes. it off, right? And so for me, if I've done one wedding that weekend, then I've got five days to do whatever I want. So that's not a full-time job. Do you, you know, well, like, I don't know. Come on, think like, about it. I mean, when you're at a wedding, that's two days in its own, isn't it? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. The prep work, the travelling, the shooting, which is, you yeah. know, 12, 14 a day, you know. True. So that's two days on its own. And the edit is another day on its own. So there's three. And then how much marketing, how much SEO are you doing, how much website stuff are you doing, social media stuff are you doing on top of that? chatting to yeah, couples I, I think yeah. you'd be surprised how many hours yeah. you're you putting into it yeah possibly possibly do you know what it is I, it just doesn't feel like a full-time job though because i have like all of january up until may off and you're yeah. like you know and then yeah i cram it all in but i still have time as well you know like it yeah. takes like to get to where you are now and to get to where i am it's taken my previous job as a graphic designer to like basically work my ass off like 24 7 to all for all my clients then like rich literally like i ruined a really great relationship i was in as well because i just was working all the time um and then and then even starting wedding photography that's when i met my wife nay and then like and then having kids and just like and then you're always worrying right like um when i first married when we first got married i'm like oh man i'm gonna have to calm down my work blah blah blah. but actually it's a little bit give and take then when I was when she was pregnant, then I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to calm down a bit more because now I'm gonna have to look after a kid. And you're like, yeah. okay, yeah, but you keep managing to do it. You keep managing to like streamline, streamline, stream. And then I had the second kid, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna like even more time like to spend with these kids. But then like, and suddenly what I was like editing, what would take me a full day, 
um like 9 30 till about 6 37 you know when i hit the export button i'm now like i do all my work between 9 30 a.m and 2 45 p.m yes you know and then i do yeah. some admin when the kids are home because i have a laptop open i'll reply to emails and i do a bit but it's yeah. i'm with kids so like i've streamlined it enough so to me it doesn't actually feel like a full-time job it's a very lucky we're very lucky very blessed job to have i think this is like it's do you know what I mean like I feel so happy and lucky to be doing this um yeah and I sometimes I feel like I spend more time actually doing work for nine dots than right, I'm too. doing for my own wedding I'll be yeah. honest like and I'm pretty sure Andy's like that as well <laughs> like we you know and but that's what I mean it's taken years and years to get that's why my wife doesn't think I do any work because she never no. saw the graft I no. put in before no. none of it no. you know so she doesn't understand like you know getting things right in camera like all these there's so many little little things like to get right to make it condensed and so then when people are like like in the group or wherever they're like oh, i don't know like, i don't have time to do this and i don't have time i'm like you do in my opinion if you work like that little bit more to streamline stuff like to become more efficient and it takes a while you know like i, I don't know i see people on instagram for example and you might do this like um but they'll edit on one laptop and next to them they'll have an iPad with a film on. And I'm like, I don't understand how you're doing both. Like, I couldn't <laughs> concentrate on both. I, I watch yeah, films while I'm editing for yeah, sure. Yeah, do yeah. you? Yeah, see, yeah. I can't do both. I can't do both. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, I need to press like what we just did before starting this podcast, press the focus button on my laptop, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I can, I'll listen to podcasts, but I can't, I can't, I can't watch two things at the same time. My, my dream summer is editing wedding, weddings and watching the ashes at the same time. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. And but but I know when I'm super into my work because the, the two wickets would be lost. I didn't even realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm looking around going, shit, Ben Stokes is out. I didn't even know. You <laughs> yeah, know yeah. <laughs> and it's on my iPad next to me, you know. And so yeah. that means I'm focused, but I definitely watch it at the same time. But I find one of the easiest tasks of all now is just editing photos. Yeah. Just it's it's, it's just going through the same process at every picture. I feel like I'm not being creative anymore necessarily with my editing because I just I look at a picture, I know what I want to do. It takes five, ten seconds to do it, finish, next one. And and yeah, yeah I feel like I can definitely watch a film at the same time as editing, but I cannot watch films while I'm while I'm answering emails because that's where oh, I yeah, no, no. what I'm writing. I can't do that then at all. Um even yeah. with emails, you know, like I have that streamlined so well, like if someone sends me an inquiry, like I can reply within like less than five seconds with like text expander and stuff, like for every yeah. single different inquiry, every single different scenario, or look, worst comes to worst, an acknowledgement email to say, I got your inquiry, but I'm at wedding. So yeah. can I just get back to you? And I think sometimes and I, showing busy is a good thing. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, a lot of people like, you know, they, they delay, delay um, replying to inquiries to make out like they're busy. I'm like, nah. I'd rather send them everything and be the first one in there and then try to get them on the phone and, and lock it down straight away. Like I don't, I don't mess about even if I'm, a, if I'm at a wedding, like, and you know, like with Indian weddings and stuff, like if there's a little break here and there, then I'll just quickly reply. I'll just be like, I'll sit down and I'll reply to all of them. Um, yeah. Because like couples, they normally inquire on a Saturday, Sunday, cause they're at home, not working. Yeah. So, and we're working, but I'll still send them an email. And it'll just say I think like, speed, of, I think speed yeah. of reply is essential. Um, even on Thursday evening, I want to say it wasn't too late, maybe 6 p.m., something like that, tea time. I got an inquiry for a proposal on Saturday to, in the Lake District, just two days yeah. later. 
And I didn't check my emails that evening. So first thing on the Friday morning, I mean, this is before the kids go to school. So we're talking 8 a.m. Seen this email, replied to it, got goody, I'm free tomorrow. I know it, it disturbed our family day because I didn't have a wedding on Saturday. But, but you know, it's better to do work than I work. And um, so I replied to it and they come back to me saying, sorry, we booked someone last night. Someone else got back to us, said they're free. In their eyes, they're thinking we're getting, well, his eyes rather, because obviously she didn't know about it this is in two days time. I want to get someone in the diary quickly, you know, get someone booked in quickly. I was too late. You know, this is 12 hours later. I was too late. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Basically speed, speed does matter. I think short. so. When it comes yeah, to yeah. Medicine, I don't believe in delaying in that regard. Yeah. You know. I, I'm also a very impatient guy, like myself personally. And so when I send an inquiry out for whatever, like builders, I'm getting building work done or, or whatever. Right. I like people that are like timely in their response and everything. So I always feel like all my couples are exactly the same as me. Like, you know, like they just like it'd be so great if if I sent someone a builder an inquiry and they and they replied in five minutes or ten minutes and be like yes it's roughly this much but I'm on a project right now and I'll be like oh man this is really good like yeah this absolutely. is a guy that I want to speak to it means a lot to me communication and the more you deal with builders the more you realize how poor they are at communication any tradesperson is generally poor at communication and it makes you feel so good when they do and 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 surely we need to feed that into your own work and your own business you know the communication is the key speed yeah. just and, and and one of the things that i want to ask you about what you just said about how you can reply to couples really fast using what did you say you used to text text expander i don't know anything about that i don't use oh, that really? so oh, i yeah. do i do have a template email obviously i use which has information about me and general stuff but i still try and personalize that email and get as giddy as i possibly can about their wedding and all the information they've given me and i still feel like it takes me 10 minutes to reply to an email oh, I, don't, no, I don't know how you can do it that quick yeah, so basically, I have like, um, I have like loads of emails set up. I set up one with like the th same thing, and then just to say, like, it's like a smaller Indian wedding. Then I have a set reply for that, and, and on your phone as well, it'll give you the prompt to enter their name, so you can just customize and put their names in anyway. Um, and then like you know, if I have a Jewish wedding, I have a set reply for that. Christian wedding, church wedding, Sikh wedding, Muslim wedding, and then like, and it linked is has all the links. Like, so the bulk email is all about me, blah, blah, blah. And I have like little links in there about why I work solo, why I do this. And then after that, um, it will just have like, here, check this full gallery out. So I like have a full Jewish wedding or a full Indian wedding and a full English wedding. And then, um, and then also like more slideshows for like recent work and stuff like that. So I bombard them with actually a pretty long email. And it's, yeah. it irritates the hell out of me when they reply. Like, I actually just booked this wedding the other day um, via TikTok, but I sent her my you know, the standard response. And then she said, oh, can you send me your prices, please? I'm like, well, obviously you didn't read my email because there's a, <laughs> a link to my pricing guide right there. And that yeah. one, that bit is bolded as well. Like, because that's yeah. what people jump to if they if they want to, right? And um, anyway, like I say, it winds me up when people don't read it because like, yeah, I've put quite a lot of effort into that email. But yeah, I, like I have it for like everything, man. Like I know you don't do albums, but I'm like, here's a template email for cover selections. Here's a template email for the album you have. Here's a template email for like pre-wedding shoot or a proposal, like yeah. literally. Well, I have that too, but I still try and be really personal about specifically the bride and groom and their wedding. So okay. I do the classic Facebook stalking or Instagram stalk. Yeah. If, have they got kids? Have they not got kids? I mean, a third of all couples getting married now, I would say, have kids already. Yeah. And 
well, if they have kids, then I heavily reply about family and family life and pictures of kids. And they're the focus, you know, there'll probably be more pictures of them than you um, and stuff. And I really go heavy to sound. Whereas if I find out they don't have kids and then there's loads of pictures on their Facebook, Instagram of them going out with friends and parties, drinking, you know, then I'll I'll heavily sell them the evening party and the coverage and letting head and focus on. So I kind of do my research on the cup. And we're talking a few minutes. So I'm not doing anything yeah, yeah. now sending a you know a pi out there to do research <laughs> on, you know what i mean yeah. uh, but 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 i feel like the more personal i can be in that regard to them specifically yeah and yeah about their general wedding they're having a jewish wedding whatever but um i feel like that really works and resonates with them a bit more so i have this crazy again a proposaling i do a lot of proposals uh I, I rank for proposal photography so i seem to seem to be especially in the late district so i i find I, I get a lot of proposal inquiries but this one it was a really incredible proposal so some american guy got in touch with me last week or something inquired for me email and his girlfriend who he wants to propose to kate they're coming to the uk uh, on the 18th of november around that time anyway that's that's when the proposal is going to be and they're massive pride and prejudice fans of the film so his idea is is that they're they're going to land at heathrow in the evening they're going to drive to stamford which so happens to be my hometown where probably how they found me through through googling me because i rank for stamford um they he's then got an entire day planned out for her there she's been picked she doesn't know anything about it at 9 a.m she's been picked in horse and carriage to go on a tour of stamford going on pride and prejudice things okay. he has hired two actors to kind of be part of the day to be with her to be in character uh like they're in the pride and prejudice film they're okay. going to burn house for afternoon tea and then and this is um then she's going to be driven chauffeur driven to chatsworth house um which is about an hour and a half away where they're then which is again another filming location uh, of pride and prejudice where she, he's got a whole thing laid out there i think there's more food and a t- private tour I, and I all feel like i've been chatsworth house for a school trip you know you probably have yeah, yeah. okay fine it seems so yeah. familiar i don't know what it's part of the grandest, is, houses. It's one of the grandest yeah. houses in the uk okay yeah um, i think i have yeah and on. then and then he's taking on her on a half hour hike um to this spot in the peak district i can't remember what it's called now off the top of my head again a filming location from pride to prejudice she's gonna hike to this edge or this ledge on the t- like but i don't know if it's officially a mountain or hill and that's where he's going to be waiting to propose to her. Like, and it's from like nine a.m. to five p.m. And and the point is, is that when you get an inquiry like that, I ju- you've got to reply and be so personal, so excited about yeah, the day. Yeah. And and it, I think it re- this is this has only happened to me this week. I was genuinely excited by their inquiry because I don't think I've ever had an inquiry like that in my life that someone's doing that, you know. And and I thought, well, I'm genuinely giddy. So why don't I just come across as excited and as giddy as I possibly can? So I spoke to this guy who lives in America on the phone last night. And he said he got in touch with a few photographers. And he actually mentioned that he wanted to book me because of how excited about his plans that I was. Okay. You know, and I, yeah, so yeah. this is the point I'm making is that I feel like that personalization and getting really excited about their day is a huge way in selling yourself. Forget the photos. It was just the excitement that got me that booking. And the other question was how much to charge for such a thing? Because it's a, I have a normal proposal price, but that's obviously out the window for a day like that. But yeah. oh, you're doing the whole day? Ah, yeah. So he, he 
she's she's leaving at 9 a.m. and she she's he's hired a hair and makeup artist to arrive at something like 7 a.m. She, she doesn't even know about. So she okay. wants he wants to be there from 7 a.m. He's proposing at 3:30 on top of this hill. So I'm going to be there. I might be the one driving her from Stamford to Chatsworth House. Yeah, with me. Um, he uh, you're going to calmly there. drive though, right? Because I know, I know, because I'm. Yeah, one of the reasons why I'm enjoying my course at the moment is because it's really slow. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's safer because I've known to be a bit of a maniac driving. But anyway, and then and then they're going on from here. After. Yeah, so basically they they want me for about twelve hours, twelve hours wow. photography. He wants me for about twelve hours photography. So yeah, yeah, that's wedding rates pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I gave them. I feel like I feel like they got the money. So two yeah. and a half grand. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. when they put all that effort into the day. They can they've basically yeah. organised a wedding st- event style day. Yeah yeah you, and like sometimes I, i'm like yeah and you know like people get excited about their obviously their day and stuff like that and they're talking to you excitement and sometimes i'm just like yeah it's, it's just standard timeline <laughs> like it's I know, just a normal I know. wedding and like i just can't get i can't i mean i could get amped up i get amped up over like you know destination weddings like i booked one in uh, morocco next year and like i've never been and i've it's always like eluded me and I'm like super excited, and I was just like all in, and I think they put me over the excitement. That's what I mean. People, sometimes people have like really nice weddings; they're really beautiful, but to us, they're like you know we've seen it kind of thing. And so, like, it's hard for me to get excited. And I, sometimes I reckon, I reckon, I truly probably do lose bookings because you know, you know what it is? It's that question when they ask you, "Have you got any questions for us about our wedding?" And I always I say, "No." It's pretty no. much standard. Like, I, like <laughs> yeah. they're the words that come out of my mouth. And I'm like, shit, I really shouldn't be saying <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it's but not great. It's like, no. But they're I don't know. They're so what... excited about their day. They, I know. They, and they I'm like, like, they're just having a typical wedding day. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, but it's, honestly, I, I, that last wedding I just booked, I did say that. I said, oh, your timeline seems pretty standard. Like, everything seems fine. I don't really have any questions. Yeah. Um, but I really need to, if anyone out there knows a better answer, man, let me know. Because like, honestly, I have, uh, I, I don't know how to reply to that. I just literally have, I have no questions. I'm like, ask me all the questions <laughs> you want. But I've got no questions about your wedding, apart from if it was like destination or and there's logistical issues in my head. You know, like yeah. when it's a Jewish wedding, I'm like, then I do have questions. So I'm like, what time do you think Tish is? Because if, especially if it's just me on my own, then. You yes. know, then I then I want to know these questions. Jewish how... wedding on your own? How do you shoot a Jewish wedding yeah, on your yeah. own? Well, that's a different question. Let's go. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. So ten, um, years, so... ten years ago, I shot a wedding. Um, they would probably booked me twelve years ago, and and this bride, lo- lovely couple, went on and on and on about how she's having a vintage wedding. And I don't know if you remember ten, fifteen years ago, everyone was having vintage weddings. That was the end no, thing. No, I just started like ten years ago, so right. Yeah. So. Everyone was having these vintage weddings and she was going on and on about it. And I was trying to be excited, but everyone was having vintage weddings. So it was very difficult to be excited. But yeah. the point was that the only thing she'd done on a day that was remotely vintage is in the corner of the room, she had a vintage typewriter. And that was it. Oh, man. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Right. And I was, but the point, I think the point I'm making is, is that she was so excited about her day and the fact she was having a vintage wedding, but all she had actually bought was a typewriter. Um yeah. You need to put yourself in their shoes sometimes. No, I know, I know. Because you, you, they're, t- they're telling you about your day and you're just going nodding. Yep, that happens at every wedding. Yes. Yeah, happens. yeah. No, no, I know <laughs> this. I know this. I I, yeah. I, I basically, I know all of this, but I just yeah. um, I just need to be more like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. I just can't do it. I'm just, yeah. I'm crap at lying, man. Like, or like getting excited over something that I'm not excited about. I get excited. Like I'm shooting a Bulgari hotel and things like the first Indian wedding there. And it's in December. Wow. Like I'm excited by that. I'm like, yeah. yes, I want to be like, you know, 
egotistically, like, I want to be the first one to be shooting the first Indian wedding there. But also, I want to be in the Bogari Hotel. I'd love to be in that hotel and, and like, shoot a wedding there as well. So even if it wasn't the first Indian wedding, just a wedding there would, like, hype me up. But if you're telling me, oh, I'm just getting married at, like, Fairmont Windsor, I'm no longer excited about this venue. I'm just like, okay, tell me your plans because I know the price I'm charging you because I know how expensive your venue is. And yes, yes. you're going to, we'll go from there, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 you're right, though. Like, I, I definitely need to just be more, like, excited about these kind of things. But if you're still getting the bookings, if, if you're there yeah, yeah. having meetings and, and, you know, prospective couple meetings and they end up not booking you, maybe you need to question what you're doing more. But if they're still booking, then you, surely you've been excited enough. They've been happy to hire you. Yeah, yeah. I, I think more, more people are excited, like, the other way around sometimes. Like that, I'm available, and then they want to. Yeah, talk to me yeah. And then they've heard, and they've heard about me, and I've done work for their friends, and like, or you know, weddings for their friends and cli- like cousins or whatever. So, you know, and then I'm like, and then we talk about that wedding, and then I get excited about that sort of stuff. I'm like, oh man, they were such nice people. I'd love to shoot your wedding. I know, like, what sort of what you lot are like a party crowd or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll get excited that way. It's just like sometimes when they just, I, I think it's just it's a question of like, have you got any questions for us? Then, like, no, <laughs> literally none. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, when are you going to book? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. that's my question. How would um, you like to pay the deposits? Yeah, exactly. Like, I have soft, no other question. Soft, soft close. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, I get excited when I shoot weddings. So it's not like I'm not excited. I'm always excited for the day. I like, I love trying to try and create and all of this sort of stuff. It's just, it's just the booking process. But yeah, like you said, you know, I book, I book the wedding. So, you know, maybe, and I, I think like, because we are, like that's one of the last questions. Like we do talk about like a lot about my experience and what weddings I've shot and how I work in the day. Even though I've sent them all of this stuff, like but you yeah. still go through it again, and so they know I've got the experience and stuff. So, like, I'm finding like the couples that are booking me now love the fact that I have so much experience underneath me as well. Yes, like yes. I always thought that. Oh man, the older I get, it's going to be like. Do you think harder that's harder more to book. with Asian and Jewish weddings? That experience. Oh, definitely with Asian and Jewish weddings. Yeah. Because yeah. well, I I don't do I have done Asian weddings. I do a lot of Jewish weddings, and a Jewish couple want a photographer who knows Jewish weddings inside and out. And even yeah, yeah. I years ago was in that realm of oh, I just shoot what happens. Why do I really need to know if it's happening? I'll shoot it. But then you you will learn very quickly that that is impossible with a Jewish wedding. You need to at least know what the important bits are because it's not it's not obvious what is essential or what the process of the day is yeah, or yeah. what what's meaningful behind the day and all sorts of other little things like the parents are probably more important than the than the people getting married you know because it's obviously heavily led and booked by the parents you need to know all this stuff so yeah they're very similar to asian weddings though you know like parents are i mean to me parents are important anyway so like of course of course but But you know what i mean a little bit more yeah yeah yeah. i booked jewish weddings in the past when i've not even spoke to the couple getting married it's just it's just been zooms with the parents only Uh, oh really so i always speak with the couple but the contract and the agreement is always signed by the parents and all the yes. transfers always by by the parents as well. Of course, and yeah. But the first ever Jewish wedding I got, like she loved my work. This is the thing, right? They have to see your see themselves in your work. And she could somehow see it. And it was at Soho Farmhouse, really lavish Jewish wedding. And like Bahana shot one. So then all she requested at that time was, can we meet up in a cafe with my mom? <clears throat> and can we just explain the Jewish traditions and what happens in a wedding to yes, you? Cause we'll feel more comfortable. So I was just like, sure thing. Cause I don't really know anyway. Like, yeah. I mean, I said to her, obviously I'm going to do my research. I've got friends that shoot Jewish weddings. Um, but 
obviously if he makes you happier um i will definitely come and like let's sit down we spent like two hours oh it was just chatting really and then they told me some stuff yeah. of what happens but um yeah that, that's how that's how i got my first ever jewish I, wedding. I was very lucky with my first jewish wedding because my first jewish wedding was 10 years ago in 2013 and I got this Jewish wedding and I had no idea about Jewish weddings and stuff. And a good friend of mine, Mark Seymour, um, actually offered to come and second shoot for pretty well for expenses only just okay, to nice. show the ropes on the day, which was amazing because he's a uh, massive into Jewish weddings and knew them inside and out. And that kind of built my confidence and knew what I was doing. And the day went brilliantly and between us took some great pictures and it's just snowballed yeah. from that really. So, so I was lucky to have Mark help me out on that regard. Yeah, I do love Jewish weddings though. It goes from like the serene and calm to like the craziness in a flick of a switch. Like literally, it's just like they smash that glass and then that is it. Boom. Then because yep. in the morning, I always think like this is light work. It's quite easy. Yeah, you know? it is. In it like surprises me because calm and yeah. then like, but it's after that that's when you realize that okay. Because the bridesmaids often don't even get married with they get not married get ready with the bride. You know, yeah. often you'll have the bride, her mom, her sister, and that's it. So yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. happening in the room. It's boring, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's just like an Indian wedding, mate. That's why I was at Indian wedding. Yeah. And then, and then, and then the girls are getting ready somewhere else, and they arrive ready, and then they see her in a dress for the first time, like a first look, When and then it's, suddenly it's all excited and that, and then you're right, the ceremony's lovely and all that. They smash the glass. And then I think in one of my first Jewish weddings, I actually forgot that as soon as he smashes the glass, there's mayhem. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like you got to be ready for it. So yeah, I I, yeah. I love Jewish weddings, and and I love taking people to Jewish weddings for the first time. So um, I'm mentoring a guy at the moment called Adam, and he kind of came to. We did a wedding at the Grove. That's not far from you, is it? No, no, it's around the corner. Yeah, and we're going to come in and have further Harry Potter soon as well. So I might. Oh, anyway, well, give me a call when you're <laughs> when you're down. Yeah. You can meet up. It's literally like five minutes from my house. Yeah, yeah, I know you what way. So anyway, so did did a wedding at the grave. I had a second shooter and he came along shadowing and I was just in awe of how much he was in awe of what was going on. He was just because yeah, yeah. when you've done it's not done a huge amount of weddings, maybe you've seen 20, 30, you know, civil Christian weddings and then suddenly he's thrown into this deep end of he had no expect you know, had no expectations for him photo wise, just to enjoy the day and get what anything he can. Oh, uh, it just just love it. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, with that first set of Israeli dancing, when, you know, just the, the yes, yeah, but yeah. you have to put in. And, and hey, you, you're tr your feet are getting trodden on, I've been oh, elbowed. I, like, all yeah, I, I, I had a cut in my forehead because my camera got hit straight into my head. And and we've, I've seen other people bleed on the dance floor and people, oh, yeah, yeah. mayhem. But, but to, yeah, every wedding photographer should ex have one experience of a proper Jewish wedding. None of this fusion stuff where they just have a normal wedding and they just so happen to lift them on the chairs for 10 seconds at the end. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. It has to be, That's not a yeah, Jewish yeah. wedding. No. And, um, yeah, yeah, everyone needs to get themselves on a Jewish wedding. If yeah, they can. true. Actually, to be fair, I've got Chelsea uh, assisting me, or uh, second shooting for me um, in two weeks' time from a uh, Jewish yeah. wedding that I'm doing. And she's never done one before either. Oh, she's like, going to love it. Do it for that. Yeah, I think she's going to love it. It's going to be just crazy. And then, uh, yeah, it's it's just different, right? It's just, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's, what what's what's like? It is. I find it very similar to Indian weddings. I think that's why I can shoot Jewish weddings on my own as well. Like you know, I'm used to like that work rate of like running around and doing everything. Um, but like, what's what's the craziest is like the first time I did it, I realized that no one actually like you don't get to sit down. Like no, the band can eat all the food, but you don't have a chance to eat because basically while the band are on. 
you got to be taking photos because people are dancing. Yes. Then when the band are off, they're doing speeches. Then when the band yeah. are back on again, even though the main course is served, they could be dancing yeah. on the tables. And you're like, yes, damn, absolutely. I could yeah. miss that. So yeah. basically, you can't eat. And like, just make sure <laughs> that, you know, you're just fasting that day or something like that. Because, and then when you are left, man, the band have gone through the food, like, and it's just, oh, yeah, absolutely. And you don't want to touch it. And when you so, say band, those who don't know Jewish wedding, we're not talking about five people in a band. We're oh, talking yeah, no, about no. 25 people in a band. Yeah. And, 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 and we have our own catering for the staff, separate catering, and enough for a normal wedding, you know, and, and yeah. the band just travel a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's mental. It's mental. I don't remember. I mean, we did two Jewish weddings back to back together. I don't remember eating. Days. Yeah. I don't remember eating. I, remember, I definitely remember eating. <laughs> I eat. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. did a wedding at Fairmont in St. Andrews, didn't we? That was your what your wedding, I second shot. Yeah. And then we drove yeah, yeah. from St. Andrews to north of Glasgow. Is it called Merhall? Something like I don't that? Marhall, Merhall. Yeah. Yeah. And then so that was my Jewish wedding, and you second shot that. Yeah. And then yeah. Drove and then we drove back to Manchester that night. Well, you drove back to Manchester that yeah, night. Yeah, about 4am I dropped you off at the Premier Inn. Yeah, yeah. So I think I was calling, actually. I think we had this discussion. You did, like, you did. You I called did call, isn't it, on the laptop in the if, car. If I, didn't, yeah. if I didn't do that, then I feel bad because I'll just fall asleep. Just yeah. in case. So I think <laughs> I like, it's busy to be doing... You to stay awake and talk to me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I have this thing where I always drive home after a wedding, no matter how late it is or how far it is. Yeah, you're crazy, man. I can't do that. But, but this is all about the kids. I mean, think think it right. Let's say I do a, a wedding in Saturday in London and I finish normal finish time at like 10 30 pm. Right. Okay. It's a three hour drive home, maybe three and a half hours getting out of centre London, um, late at night even. But I could stay over somewhere. I could drive back in the morning and be home for lunchtime. But I've just missed half of the only day I have with the kids. You know, I've missed breakfast. I'm not there and the, daddy's not there in yeah. the morning. You know, my wife's a teacher, so she goes into meltdown mode on a Sunday when she needs to start planning for the next day. So she feels like Sunday's almost like half a work day for her. Um, so to be, even if I get home at three in the morning, yeah, I, I'm lucky. I don't need a huge amount of sleep anyway, but get up at seven, be with the kids, have breakfast and have the day with them, struggle through, then sleep more the following night if I need to. But I think that's really important for me anyway. Yeah. No, no. My son plays a lot of football. Um, so at least... And he'll have a Sunday morning match as well. So if I can go to the Sunday morning match, I, I would have missed his Saturday match, but I'd be there for at least one match. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I think it's about like that's the thing, isn't it? Like that's the work-life balance thing. Like you're willing to do that, so you know, I I'm lucky. Like most of my weddings, are an hour at the most, an hour and a half away. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, even me, you know, like I did a a wedding and it was like uh, two hours away, and then um, and it was like twelve o'clock. And they were like, oh, you can stay in this teepee. And I stayed there one night already. But then I was like to my wife, you know what? If I go in the morning, it could that two hours to turn into three hours of traffic and Lord knows Absolutely. what. And I was just like, I'm going to drive home. She's like, no, <laughs> don't do that. And I was just like, nah, it's only two hours. It's like, honestly, I've got a good podcast to listen to. I'll stop yeah. off. I'll get a coffee, have a little stretch of my legs and then jump back in the car. And I'll just, and then that's what I did. And I got back. Yeah. And then, you know what? Like when my kids went in, to came into our bedroom to wake my wife up and they saw me there they were so happy and it's just yes, like absolutely. you know like i love it for that so you know yeah. in 2016 a magician called sam fitton some people will know who he is he's good uh great guy we actually did a wedding together in uh, devon and so again finished at 10 30 and they aimed to drive home from devon to back to manchester that what is that six hours i'm not sure i can't remember but no maybe not six four four and a half five hours maybe okay and um 
But one of the benefits of driving home in the night is that you haven't got the traffic to worry about. No, Just exactly. Put it in cruise control. If you're with somebody, especially like we were driving back from Glasgow in the middle of the night, you can chat, stay awake. But then the M5 was closed through roadworks. And we were sent on a diversion on a back road, on a B road. And it was just mayhem. We had Arctic lorries blocking lanes. Oh, no. Right. It was so bad that we got back to Manchester at 7 a.m. And we were in the rush hour tra- Manchester traffic in the next morning. Right. Wow. So and so it, and maybe it was it must have been like a, a Sunday wedding or a Friday wedding. So it was we, we got stuck in traffic in Manchester the next morning. It was we were that late back home, but we did it. We got there. Yeah, the yeah. So, so examples of when it doesn't quite work out. But usually, say for a London wedding, if I can set off at 1030, you know, home for two in the morning, that's not too bad. But what about when you're doing a Jewish wedding, you can't. You've got to finish at 12. So what do you do then? Or one o'clock, I still drive home. You still drive home. Yeah. Every yeah, instance okay. I have, I've, I reckon I've done five London Jewish weddings and finish at anywhere between twelve, half twelve, maybe one o'clock, and then yeah. I'm still just. But maybe, maybe I'm just. Some people might be arguing that's dangerous. Maybe we shouldn't be endorsing this. No, no, um, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Each, each to their own. Yeah, definitely done it. I, each I mean, to their own. I, I, I felt. I, I didn't feel too tired after this wedding. They're like, no. that's the thing. Like, you know what? Like, I had the option, and they paid for my accommodation. It was a teepee, and it was really cool. And yeah. I had the option to stay. But I just felt awake and I didn't feel tired and I, d- I didn't feel like mentally drained or anything. And I was just like, and just when I was talking to my wife, I was just like, you know what? Like, F it, I'm just going to pack all my stuff. I'm going to go home. And yeah, I did, yeah. you know, and I just drove home. So, and it was two hours. I don't feel two hours is too bad. Yeah. If it was three, four hours, I probably would have stayed. But um, maybe I'm an exception to the rule because I just generally don't need a lot of sleep in life anyway. I, I yeah. probably average between five and six hours a night. Yeah. I'm the same. I, I couldn't sleep longer if I wanted to, you know? Uh, I just I just wake up. That's it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm the same. I I can I I'm like six hours a night, seven at the most. Even though like I read all the books and it should say like you know at least sleep seven. Uh, but like yeah, six hours is generally enough. It just depends. I think it just depends like for me and what a wedding's like and and if it's been back to back, how draining it's been, um, how much work I, like I've been putting in into that wedding. So that that, that other one was calm. So you know. I just felt like I just felt like I had the energy and I was just like, you know, what? I just want to go back to my bed. So yeah. there was enough motivation for me to like drive and I didn't fall asleep. And I had, like I said, I had sometimes it's just knowing that I've got a really good podcast to listen to. So like we'll drive it will be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's just do that. Because all you're doing is like essentially I know you're resting, but all I'd, all I would have done is gone to bed at like 12 and I would have woken up about five in the morning around normal time and then just started to drive anyway. And I'm like, oh, what's the point of that? Just drive home now. So well here's a question for you do you find weddings easier or harder as the years go by um i definitely i feel like 10 years ago i could easily do five in a row if i wanted to Not oh you mean like physically challenging like that physically yeah, yeah. Challenging, you know um, in terms of body in terms of mind in terms of tiredness whereas now i'm still I can still do two or three in a row, but I feel like I'm definitely more tired and I struggle with that more than I did 10 years ago. Now yeah, I'm yeah. No, I, I'm you know, the same. Is yeah, this going to get worse, though? It, when I'm 50, I'm going to be like, do one, I'm dead. There's no way I'm <laughs> No, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, nah, but as long as you keep, like, this is the thing, though, isn't it? Like, if you keep fit, you keep healthy and everything like that, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like, it, you'll be fine. I, I think, like, I, I still do triple headers and I'm still all right. Although, the middle wedding, not the last one, but the middle one, and if I'm doing a triple header, probably doesn't have the best of my creativity. Right, yeah. But the last one, oh, I'm pop again. It's like, <laughs> I go all in on the first one, 
I'm a little bit tired. I'd be like, mm, uh, the second one. And the third one, I'm like, ah, yes. And then like, you know, so the creativity and stuff like that. Um, and I'm more conscious, even though I tell people, oh, I stay all the way till the end. If I'm doing a triple header, then if I'm like, man, the dancing is really, truly the same. Like the DJ's not changing. He's not progressing. It's not going to yeah. be anything different. Same people doing the same and thing. Same yeah. people doing the same dance moves. Then I'll be like, you know what? I just, it's like, I said it that I'm staying all the way till the end, but no one's ever brought it up that I don't stay till the end because I'm normally there way past the videographers and everyone else so yeah. they in their heads in their like drunken like haze in the next day they probably think i was there all the way till the end yeah do you know what i mean and so except jewish like, weddings of course which you do have to stay to the very end yes except jewish weddings where they give the speeches and stuff like that so yeah definitely i have to stay to the end but their one's always different though because that is always progressing i think like the band's yes, always yes. playing different the music changes the energy changes and like some djs yeah. do that so i will stay till the end because if the energy is like you know on an up 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 and up vibe then i'll stay till the end but it's just like sometimes i'm just i'm just a little bit more conscious nowadays of like fully whether to go in or not you know like um and use all my energy so uh, but like i don't know i feel like i'm the healthiest i've ever been as well so um Good. but i just get tired more um yeah. and that's about it yeah, I read this really wicked quote, which is like totally different to uh, uh, a little bit similar to what we're talking about. But it was like just I read it yesterday, and it was like, "Oh, you're willing to die for your kids, right?" And the same, I was like, "Yo, you're willing to die for your kids? That's noble." And then the line underneath was all about how about getting healthy for them. And I was just like, yes. "You know, like yeah. it's easy to like die, but to be stay disciplined and be healthy for them is yeah. much harder work." And I was just like, shit, that was such a good quote. Like, I love that. Yeah. Send it to all my boys. I'm like, you know, you're always telling me, like, how do you get to the gym? How do you get to the gym? Like, do it for you and do it for your kids. You know? Like, yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I'm just like, yeah. I, I thought that was a really good quote. Someone, so I think I'm sure it was in the Nine Dots um, community post recently when people were saying about editing or questioning how people edit during the meal at weddings. Oh, you yeah, yeah. They talked about you can't do that at a Jewish wedding, but a lot of weddings you can. Yeah. I, I edit during the meal for my kids because I, I think I put in the group that for every minute I can do work during the meal on my laptop is a minute yeah. I can spend more with my kids at another time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so just while I'm away on my own at a wedding working, I might as well just work my ass off as absolutely as hard as I can. Yeah. And then spend that's how I feel. Food. That's how I feel. Yeah. People are like, how do you do next day's slide shows and previews? And I'm like, yeah. with an Indian wedding, I have a, a solid two and a half hour break, right? And, um, if I start backing up during the portraits, right, I switch my cards over and then all I know, I've, all I've got is the portraits and they're leaving bit, you know, the crying bit at the yeah. end to like back up. Then while I do the portraits and leaving bit, that's like half an hour, 45 minutes gone. It's backed up on my laptop already, right? Yeah. And then once they say their goodbyes and I finish, then I quickly back up another 10, 15 minutes. So, you know, I've got the full wedding and I'll start, I'll just start culling. I'm like, yeah. because I'd rather also with me and my brain is if I sat down and just had a coffee and chilled out and had some banter with the videographers, I would like, I just get really tired, like really tired. I'm already tired because a three hour break in the middle of the day is not good for me, but like, yeah. you know, and then you carb load and like you eat like load of shit or whatever. So, um, I just rather back up and have a black coffee and like, and you know, and do work as well because yeah, it yeah. saves more time. And then this way it's not even for the kids. Like, you know, that's why I get my previews out quicker um, I get my slideshows out quicker. I get inquiries quicker, and I get booked quicker. And like, there's so many like things of like just working, like which is why you know, like going back to the original thing, like like it's not like it doesn't feel like a nine to five because yeah, 
I'll probably do three days work within a day, but yes. I don't think of it that way because the hours are the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it's one it, day of work. One day of work's one day of work. It's exactly. That's all I think about, and I don't care about that. Like, even if I was working nine to five, I mean, I've never worked nine to five, so I wouldn't really know. But if I was to ever work nine to five, I'd probably work nine to seven anyway, and just clear up a load of backlog for the next day or something. Like that's how yeah. my brain would work, even though I'm working yeah. for someone else. But you know, um, but I, I don't know the corporate life, so. I don't know if, if I would actually be like that. My last job was when I was 16 pushing trolleys in Sainsbury's. So, you know, right. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> um, I say this and then I could work nine to five and be like, you know what? This is my job. This is not my company. Five o'clock, bang, switch off. the. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. If, if they, if they clock in you in, then you want to clock yeah. out. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do the bare minimum. But here's the, here's the thing that for people that don't know, because obviously I know is that you shoot JPEG and oh. you know, like, you know, like a, a lot of people won't know that. And the fact is that, yeah, you shoot JPEG. And so this is all the thing, going back to the streamlining, right, is that you're getting it right all in camera. And like the beauty of JPEG for you as well is probably downloading the same images I'm doing on RAW. It's going to take you like a third or less of the time. It's just going to be like, it's exactly. And so for yeah. you to open up a laptop in a, because when I do do English weddings, like I, I, I used to walk around and like look for places and where can I set up off camera flashes and what can I do different and, you know, and then like just chat to people or whatever, right? It's two hours of doing nothing, essentially. Especially like sometimes the, the ones that I've done, the three English weddings that I've done this year, they've been like six, seven course meals. And I'm like, yeah. what do you do? And I'm like, I'm, they're giving me the same meal, but I'm like, I'm fed up of this now. I'm like, you can't take photos of when people are eating. There's nothing to be had. You've got a little bit in between and I walk around then to see if there's any like little good moments or whatever. Be on hand, if something crazy does happen. but Yeah, double cameras already, right? Yeah. yeah. But for you, you could easily, I think, yeah, call and even start beginning editing. Because, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, don't usually, I don't usually start editing, but I, I absolutely at every wedding, Cole. British weddings excluded, yeah. download, call the whole wedding up until the meal during the meal before the speeches start and if the speeches were first including the speeches i mean yeah. it's already it's already there finished it's it's all i've got to do at the end of the night when i get home is i download the last bit right and i sometimes if i'm, if I'm at a wedding very late i'll do this during the wedding as well during the dancing time when because you can't be on the dance floor for every second no I, I do it during dancing time i, I leave it yeah. by the dj leave my laptop open and then I yeah. just back up. I start backing up. So all I have is the last hour. hour I could every bit of absolutely, yeah. and, and just and just cut it there. And then it's so quick. It's so yeah, easy. I can't cut it then, but I will back it up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it just makes life so easy. And then when it's such a good feeling, I fact this might be how the thread started. I hate it when I've done a Jewish wedding and I know that's the next one to edit. I go right. I'm going to start editing this wedding. I load it up and I go shit. I've got to cut it. And it's yeah. like, oh, to do that at home, to, to then load your laptop, to load your laptop up to start editing a wedding you've shot and you've all, and it's already culled. So you, all you've got to do is just, I just do one more because I actually do three passes of culling I do before, okay. before I try and get rid of as much as possible. So I find I have to go through three times. I go through that third time usually at a later date. And so I've got maybe 1200 images in a folder and I want I get that down to kind of six to 800, just basically one in every other picture has got to go and just get rid of the lot straight into edit and i feel like it's done so fast in fact no this editing is like, right now <laughs> while we're talking yeah, well no yeah i could be editing right now right when what time did we start chatting roll about 10 past 10 yeah between the kids between half an hour before taking the kids to school this morning took the kids to school then from nine o'clock or 10 to nine till 10 past 10 so let's say an hour and a half in total yeah, I'm up to image 412 on my current edit, and I started editing that this morning. Yeah, yeah, 
I've, I'm just dragging Lightroom in front of your face now because we're on Zoom. For yeah, 412 images in in less than two hours. Yeah, wow. That's, some people will be thinking, and, and and I know they will be because I used to be there as well. How on earth can you edit that many pictures that fast? You must not care. You must not be able to do it quick. And the truth is, is that you just become so good at getting it right in camera. Cropping is just minuscule straightening because you want to get the lines yeah, dead yeah. straight. Some ba basic exposure, and I limit myself to one brush tool per image. And yeah, occasion. I haven't got to the couple shots yet, and usually they take a bit slower because yeah, want... they they're, they're the only ones. And some from, sometimes sometimes me the prep as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I wouldn't prep. be able to do four hundred twelve couple image couple images yeah. in that time. Like uh, much, much spend much more longer on those, but you get the point. Is that this is all about streamlining everything and making life easy on yourself. And yeah, and I think it was Adam Johnson that said at Nine Dots um, a few years ago at the conference I went to. The I always call it working to ninety percent, but he called it the eighty twenty rule. You know, and I can't remember the exact. You know, you you try and make something eighty percent as good as it can be. Yeah, because to make it beyond that takes so much exceptional more time you know and yeah yeah to, to, to get my work 80 percent as it could be it took me less than two hours to edit 412 images but if i wanted to make it 90 percent as good it probably took me several more hours to get to and the couple wouldn't wouldn't even notice yeah the difference. Oh, yeah that's the thing right so like 2021 um i had like 40 weddings because i had all the you know postponements or whatever from 2020 right yeah. and like honestly i did six indian weddings in a row with one day break and another six and it was crazy i was like had stress anxiety whatever and then i was i didn't know what to do so i put like four or five weddings through imogen with couples that i didn't really vibe with and stuff and um i just sent them to the gallery right i was just like i had a quick brief quick through it um flick through via photo mechanic and i was like okay nothing that was like glaringly wrong and i just sent it to him i said you know what let me take this risk and let's see what they say do you know what? And every single one of them came back and were like, this is amazing. I love the photos and this and the other. And then I realized shit, people really don't care as much as we think they care. And, Absolutely. and what that did was for 2022 and this year, it's given me way more creative freedom. Like I miss way more many photos to make better photos. Like yes. if that makes sense, I edit pretty fast so I can just spend time with my family or just like live life. Like yeah, yeah. I was like to Dan Morris, like he, he takes five days to edit a wedding, but that's because um he just lives his life like if his pals rang him up and he's in the middle of an edit, edit he'd be like yeah I'll come, I'll come out for a beer or coffee or whatever like he'll just drop everything like that's his work-life balance like he does it that way yeah. which is also cool like you know each each to their own and like yeah, yeah. um but yeah i make images to like 80 85 percent as good as they can be and i mean i shoot raw but i get it right in camera I, i'm always fully manual everything so I mean I don't know you 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 can critique my work because I had to shoot JPEG <laughs> for you for for that wedding because you were like please shoot JPEG. Second shooters are shocked when I say you can shoot raw if you want, but I need JPEGs from you. But, but yeah. I shoot I shoot raw plus JPEG anyway. Yeah, yeah. So and so, something to bring up that actually I don't know very little about because I've never used it is Imogen. I yeah. do not use AI in any of my editing, and people have said, "Well, if you if I was so good at work life balance and streamlining everything, why aren't I?" And it's because I edit a wedding so fast. I feel like it's not going to benefit me at all. Um, you know, I still, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe I shouldn't convince me. I, I don't know. I mean, I was editing. I edit in five six hours, like eight hundred to a thousand images. Now I'm like at two hours because of like right. aftershoot. Or Imogen, yeah. whichever one. Um, 
So it's it's massively like cut the time down. And you know what it is? Most of the time, like you said, it's that little bit of straightening. Like, there's a straightening button on there, right? And that's like the best part. <laughs> like it just straightens every image. Um, yes. Yeah. But because you like, I don't know if you have one catalog or whatever, I would I would give like Aftershoot or something like that a go. Um, and just see how like one of the weddings come out. You might be like surprised and be like, shit, this is already all done. Everything that you're doing is already done. And literally, so the only photos I really edit now is the prep because like when you shoot through stuff and then you need to color grade and whatever, like anything that needs a gradient or brushes. So my workflow is put it, like cut it, put it through Aftershoot, download it all, open it back up in Lightroom, whiz through it in library mode. And I just make a quick collection of all the images I need editing. So out of a thousand, it's normally like 230, 240 need editing. Right. And that's it. I just edit those. I don't even edit the rest. All the family photos, all the like candids, like what's what's the cost for putting it through Aftershoot? Or, or all right. So Aftershoot, like so, Imogen is per image, and Aftershoot is a yearly deal. But they had a founders right. deal which was four hundred ninety nine dollars, um, and that's for culling and editing. And I just bought that because I'm like, you know, I was spending three hundred dollars a month on Imogen for like two three months. So I'm like, well, this is a massive saving on its own. I think there are other plans where like you can do like six, seven weddings a month or or a certain amount of images per month and it's like $120 a year. Okay. So there are different options. So you'll have to have a look at it. But what I also love about Aftershoot is because like obviously I shoot all my family photos with a camera as well. Like I have it on iPhone, but you know, during now when it's gonna be quiet season, I keep a 35 mil and I'll start shooting a lot of my kids and before I used to be like, I used to think, oh man, what a chore it's going to be to like edit. But now I'm like, actually, I'm just going to put it all through Aftershoot. And yeah, yeah. I don't color grade or do anything with my family photos. So it's put it through Aftershoot and it's done. I need to do more so, families. I need to yeah. do more. For sure. oh, there's such a big difference, you know, honestly, like I know iPhones are great and I love the 14 Pro and like cinematic mode is like so good. Um, but just the, just the quality of like the photos that, like you know i'm just shooting with my normal wedding camera it's, it's just so much better so much yeah. um and so like i try to do like in the beginning of the year i take a load so basically the summer months i take nothing um once it's my daughter's birthday and then after that it's just it's just for weddings like but, just a few amazing pictures once a year is all you need you don't need every month no to, to no no exactly exactly because you want to be present and stuff it's, i just leave it around i just like bring it out for diwali's and and yeah. you know like little family get-togethers and then like just to, because you know people don't live forever so it's nice to like always take photos of everyone again um yeah and then that's it so yeah exactly a handful of pics a, a year is, is all you need do you know what i mean so yeah but uh, shoot anyway going back to like you shooting jpeg yeah that's like that's like getting everything right in camera which is you know like because of technology a lot of people i don't know what newer people are like what, whether they fully learn everything but you know doing all oh, oh, white balance or oh, iso aperture priority all of these things. Yeah, they're all great. Like, and you know, these tools are getting better and better, but like learning it form like I'm good at full manual. I'm probably faster than the auto can do it anyway. Like everything fully manual. And just knowing then what your preset can do, well, what the rules you're gonna get out, and then what my preset's gonna do to the makes me know how to shoot a certain scene. And then just like when I put my preset in, it's like bang, it's pretty much it's already there. It's like it's already that 80% there. It's like the extra five percent of like, you know, tilting it and yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. And sometimes, like, you know, I get lazy with changing the white balance with the dance floor. So maybe sometimes, like, dance floor needs a bit more work. But apart from that, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty Mod much there. JPEG on modern cameras, people don't give them enough credit, to be honest with you. Yeah, because they have a carry a lot of information, right, as well. Yeah. So what 
Well, one of the reasons why iPhone pictures look so good is very little to do with the quality of the camera. It's to do with the software and the processing that's putting the image through. Yeah. Well, that's not very different to when you're shooting JPEG because when you shoot RAW, you just have that RAW data. Obviously, that's why it's called RAW. Yeah. You're trusting the camera to do a certain amount of editing for you. And people are always arguing and saying, well, you know, you don't have many stops of leeway if you get it wrong. You know, you, you, too easy to blow out highlights on a JPEG, too easy to, you know, completely kill the shadows. It's just black in the JPEG. But you're forgetting that that's what your RAW looks like before you yeah. edit it. But when you shoot JPEG, the camera is automatically recovering some of those highlights on capture because the, the camera is still capturing a RAW image. You're just trusting the camera to do that first layer of basic editing for you. And so, therefore, when you look at a raw file, if you took the set, if you took, if you shoot raw and JPEG, as a lot of people do, if you put a raw and the JPEG side by side, you'll notice that the JPEG looks a hell of a lot better than the raw does, because the camera's done some of that processing for you. And then I do individually tweak every image on top of that. But I've actually reached the point now, and this is why second shooters like yourself, when you second shot for me at that Jewish wedding in Glasgow, you have to shoot JPEG because you gave me a bunch of raws, I won't be able to edit them. Not, yeah, not yeah. to make like my work now i've mo I've moved on so much from it now that i i, I would struggle to make it look good I, yeah. I may i find i can make the jpegs look better shoot i find i can make better looking pictures shooting jpeg than i can in raw and when i first started shooting jpeg i went through a period of shooting raw and jpeg and i thought to myself oh this you know sunset scene i might need to use the raw in this instance you know and then i went through countless times when i realized that the jpeg was still better than the raw and so yeah. therefore so sometimes JPEG. the jpegs like you know like i look at the back of the camera when you're shooting because obviously then it's showing you the jpeg right and, and and sometimes i'm like oh man this looks way better than like and when i edit it i'm like this doesn't look as good as what my camera does it's like everyone yeah. wants so many people back in the day used to be like i want to preset so it looks like the back of my camera it's just like dude yeah that's just jpeg <laughs> Just right? shoot JPEG. Like, just yeah. shoot a JPEG. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Your preset is there. It's in your hands. You're just not... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but like everyone's tuning. Like, sometimes I do think, oh, man, shall I shoot? I might, I might try it next time. Not next time, but uh, when I've got a smaller, more, like, I know a wedding that's calmer, I might try shooting. I mean, I do shoot both anyway. Shooting the JPEG anyway. Just, I shoot just, both anyway. Yeah, just have to look the, at the JPEG. Pretend you've not got the rolls. Throw the JPEGs into Lightroom and see how you get on. Yeah. How much, how much tweak do you have on white balance? I mean, I don't need to tweak my white balance too much, but... The answer is zero. None. Yeah. Don't yeah. touch the white balance for any image at all. I trust the camera, and the camera just gets it right. Do you shoot auto white balance? I remember. Yes. You do, yeah. Yeah, because I know I have to change my settings for you for certain things. Well, so auto I white do. balance. Yeah. I have auto white balance, and God, I can't remember the exact phrase. Something like the exact setting plus 2.5 on the warmth so whatever it thinks is the correct white balance it adds a marginal amount of warmth okay yeah 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 that's... and that little graph thing or whatever it's called yeah yeah so that's so that's how i set my jpegs up in within the camera anyway so everything just looks fractionally warm yeah um but then no in in terms of editing uh white balance has never changed and if i am presented with a scene where it's just all over the place it's got it massively wrong for whatever reason it's just a black, black and white, and white. photo yeah, I don't. Um, I don't offer black and white and color. It's it's usually three quarters color, quarter black and white. And yeah. so anything that's particularly difficult, black and white, and no one would ever know anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I mean because they actually don't know. I like. I think like there's more. It's better to just be consistent and showing them consistent work, and they'll be happy with that consistent work, but with their photos, if that makes sense. So, like. They don't need to be, yeah. So that one year when I put those things through Imogen, I just realized, man, you know.
but it gave me so much like it's given me so much freedom like i kind of it's weird to explain but like you know having a crap year and then putting stuff through imaging or whatever um has made me has made me come out better like after and like it's just yeah. Given, yeah just yeah the freedom of like you know of movement and just realizing that couples don't care about this or that in an indie wedding as much as i thought they did and you know just getting it right and they're just happy with it it's like it's crazy so yeah yeah made me better i guess yeah and so. i think that sometimes they, they just don't we have a professional trained eye on the images we take and so emotionally attached to the images we take as well yeah they just don't see it in the same way at all yeah. they're just not as critical as we think they might be you know, yeah. one example of this is that yesterday someone tagged me in a face in a Facebook post because I had no idea that there was a professional photographer at my son's football on Saturday morning. Okay, hired by the league, I think, and they—I don't know if it was he or she—they took loads of pictures, and I'm looking at these pictures, clearly taken like a seventy to two hundred. Yeah, that seventy to two hundred is broken. I mean, the lens is broken. It's soft. It's horrible. It's it's everything's. It's just. It could be they, a filter. They, <laughs> uh, no, it's yeah. they're they're literally using a broken lens. Every picture looks soft. They're not. There's no contrast in the images. It, you know, when you just look at the image, and think shit. I need to send this to fixation to sort out. It's bro- yeah, I've yeah. must have been dropped at some point, right? Um, yeah, every single other parent in the team is then using those Facebook profile pictures and loving it. And yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> saying how great these images are and people in the group are there raving i can't believe it how lucky are we that we had a photographer to take these pictures i'm looking at these pictures thinking they are shit yeah i mean yeah, really yeah. Shit. i mean he has a broken camera or she yeah. has a broken camera uh, and and they have no idea and i can't even pipe up in the in, in the whatsapp group the, the football for whatsapp group and say look these images are shit you shouldn't use them <laughs> i can't yeah, see yeah, that yeah. They no, love that, these photos. Do you know, know why? Because their kids or whatever look great in it, and their it's got their kids, kids in it. That's that's yeah. what they look for. And you know, like they're not looking at white balance and and sharpness. Thing, because the yeah. pictures, even they're not. It's the their loved ones and stuff like that. You know, they're loving the pictures and the fact that there there was a slight tweak here or the, the needed slightly straightening or yeah, the fire exit sign was just you can just see the corner of the green in the image, the corner of the image. And they literally don't know no. or. No. So is it worth 10 seconds of your time to fix it? Now, you might argue, well, what's 10 seconds for your client, right? Well, it's not 10 seconds. It's 10 seconds times 500 images, which is not, you know, and and you can spend that 10 seconds doing that or you can spend 10 seconds with your kids. That's how I see it. So I work, I make the images look good, but that's the extent of it because to make them look very good, takes many hours and that's not worth that's not good business yeah, the trade-off is not worth it 100%. yeah and any any time i've seen groups people saying i'm a perfectionist everything has to be perfect that's fine you can do that if you want but your business is probably going to fail mm. because you to, to to put that level of work in even just a mcdonald's advert you know i show you a photograph of the burger looking absolutely incredibly immaculate and perfect if mcdonald's Someone at McDonald's said, "Right, every burger that's made has to look like that photo from now on." Like they would, they would have to charge like ten pounds a burger, yeah, to make it worth their while, you know. Yeah. And and then their business would fail. It's not practical. So we, so it's, 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 I'm it's, hungry it's, now, it's, by the way. But yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
It's exactly yeah. the same for us. So that's my my other people disagree, but that's that's how I work. It works for me. Yeah, um, I, I, that's what I mean. Like doing that thing through Imogen is what I, I realized that I didn't realize that before. I thought putting in all that work. Yeah, for me as well, it's a trade-off's not worth it. I think like also our business isn't just down to the editing. It's like being there, the client, the whole, like basically the whole client experience is everything. So I can put more effort into like, you know, answering them on WhatsApps and stuff like that when they're when they with the florist and like, do you think these files would be good? Or when I'll give them my opinion or whatever, or whatever, you know, they're with a the lighting tech and I'm like, okay, like, do, do this or do that. You know, like there's so many other things that like when it comes to the editing, I think the editing part is just like a small part. That's like, and then when, when there are photographers going, oh man, I'm so anal and I, I edit everything like this and I do that. And I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know if your client's like, I reckon if you just put it through Aftershoot and give it to them, they probably won't even notice a difference as long as, so, as as long as it looks similar to the work you have presented them already. And like you said, 80% of that is already there. It's like removing like artifacts or, you know, and that's why at weddings, like when it comes to documentary, like I'd rather move something or or like try a different composition than me thinking I'm going to Photoshop that out later. Cause I, I'm not, oh. I, I'm, I'm too lazy to fire up another program to edit my <laughs> images. I'll be honest. The only time I do that is if I'm doing like off camera flash portraits during pre-shoot and I, my cameras, uh, my light stand is in the image. Then obviously, yes, I will open it. And even then I still hate opening it. I'm sometimes like, I could just leave it. Maybe in. you don't need to. Like, Cause the, like, the erasing tools and stuff in Lightroom now. No, actually, now it has much, it is much better. It is much yeah. better now. Sometimes I do need to do Photoshop, but like, it's so rare. It's so rare. And sometimes, you know what? I take these images and this is how lazy I really am. I just cut it. I'm like, fuck it, I'm not even bothering. I've taken that <laughs> image. It looks all right, but like, they don't, they don't know what's in the back of my camera. And I'm like, I'm not entering it. And I'll just be like, you know what? I'll just donate it that light stand. It's, it's going through too many, like, I do position it well, right? For example. So I know that, oh, it's going to be like, in shadow and it's going to be edit out but sometimes it's by like a lamppost and a tree and there's yeah. too many things to like just you know edit this one yeah. thin light stand out i'll just call yeah. the image i'd honestly <laughs> like people probably be shocked and it probably was like a banging image as well but i just honestly as part of their set i like i don't think i'm doing them a disservice or anything by like killing no. that one image they won't even notice and to me portraits don't really mean much anyway so you know i spend the time doing them but as long as I thought, you know, like that's what what it is, right? What the, I spend more time making the family photos look better, like making sure they're straight, making sure I making first of all, making sure I shot them correctly, and like you know everything is nicely done because they're the ones that they're gonna print. They're the ones that are gonna yeah. be hanging up on their wall. They're not putting yeah. my off camera flash. Like yeah, you get this rare photographer that will show their couple putting like a documentary shot on the wall, saying look how cool my couples is. But trust me, yeah, in I'm looking around right now at all my like photos in my house that we put up they are literally everyone even looking at the camera and stuff like that like my wife and her grand my daughter and a, a teddy bear my two girls yeah. together when she's born like everything that i'm looking at they are literally and you can't see because the background's blur behind me no. but actually those three photos are documentary photos nice. because uh they're all them playing three of them because uh i put my foot down and i was just like i love these photos like let's have them big and my wife was like look i said i'll frame them and if you don't like them i'll throw it up and i'll put the ones that you want but in the end she loved them so i was just like thank god like there are the <laughs> three these are the only three in the whole of my house which are like you know yeah, yeah. Um, coming back to what you said i've said forever that the fastest way to edit an image is to delete it and <laughs> 
<laughs> right? And, and and you said it's not about, some people would be thinking, well, surely the couple might want that image. But the point I'm making is, is that they don't need three photos of the same bloody thing, just because the, the positioning is slightly different in each one. You Even then when I see some photographer's blog posts, I think, well, that image is pretty much the same as that image, which is pretty much the same as that image. Why have you got three? I wouldn't have even given these three to the couple, let alone put it in a blog post. It's just the same <laughs> thing. Yeah. If you'd have just deleted two of those three, then it would have been faster, more efficient. And you know what? They would love the one even more because the focus is on it. It's not diluted. Yeah, and so, so going through, and this is probably, well, I think this is why I do this third pass in my curling, because I want to get rid of anything that really isn't adding to this set here. What's the point of it being there? It's saving me time by deleting these photos because that is the quickest way to edit. Yeah, You know, it's actually making the set stronger because of it, not weaker. Yeah, two men do the same, right? Like I've heard that they, they do the same. They've spoken before at a gathering and they're like, um, you know, they do their like, so their, 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 their policy is just like, they'll do like 200, like, I don't know. I don't know what they call them, like hero shots or whatever, like slideshow yes. images, yeah. right? So they have 200 of them, which he, they, like Lanny will go to town on editing. But then the other 800 are all done just in imaging. And yeah. they're just sent. And like, literally, they're getting booked around the world no one's yeah. once said and i do notice a difference because actually when i put my slideshow images in the same catalog with my ones that i've just done both after shoot and i don't tweak tweak it enough and then like i can see that i've put all these gradients on that one and then there's literally no gradients on that one and so then that one that looks similar i do what you do i just delete it i'm like there's no so there's only that one photo so they can't compare it to like why does this edit look different to that edit absolutely like, they won't be able to tell and anyway they won't be able to tell even if there was two next to each other They'll still be like, oh, like I like I love them both because ultimately the first thing they look at in any of these photos is their faces and just do they look good? Right. Yeah, yeah. And then as long as they look good, they're you're good, basically. You get judged on your best 50 photos you take at each at each wedding. That's what you're judged on from a marketing sales point of view. Because you're blocking yeah. that amount when to like two man, you just you just see those hero shots only. You don't see the rest. No, exactly. You know? So, so you need to be, and you said this before, your goal is should be getting these 50, 100 incredible images. And, and the rest are almost a byproduct of trying to get those. And that's the yeah. difference, I think, between a, a good photographer and average photographer is that an average photographer does take a lot of good photos. I know it sounds contradictory, but you know what I mean? A lot, but yeah, they're yeah. not really doing anything outstanding, something that stands out from the crowd. And and that's the only real difference between those photographers. You you're producing these 50 incredible hero shots that, yeah, that yeah. get known for, and, and that's what you post and rave about. But you've got to remember that 90% of your photos, 80% of your photos are just average typical photos that that Grant could take. Yeah, exactly. However, though, I do when I get my inquiries, like I said earlier, is like I do send them my full gallery. So not only do they see like an Indian wedding and three, four slideshows, and maybe it's related to their venue and stuff. But then I'm like, what sets me apart? Like I literally write out for them now. I spell it like, you know, what sets me apart is like my consistency, my editing. I edit only myself. I mean, which is yep. a little bit for like because I use AI. So please check out my work. And here's a full gallery. And then when they do talk to me, I always tell them, I'm like, look, when you go around and you like, fair enough, you don't want to book me, like, it's all good. But please, please, please don't be fooled by someone's Instagram or just a blog post. Yes. Like, go and check Absolutely. their full galleries and then come back to me and show yeah. me that all their work is exactly the same. So I put the yeah. onus on them, like, go check out yeah. other people's work, check their full galleries, ask those photographers for the full galleries, yeah. right? 
because you want to see consistency and that's the level that you're getting with me and that is probably why i'm like a grand more than the other guys but you know it's all part of like me being on tap for them or, or like pretty much like a wedding planner you know what i mean like if, if they've got questions and they're like you know what's the lighting what's this like i'm like that's all part of the cost you know it's not just the shooting and the taking photos I've never shown a full gallery before booking, not never once in nah, my life. I do. I, that's it's the thing because a lot of people making don't. Making me think so. if I should. Making me think if I should. I don't know? know. I think like, I don't think a lot of people do show, show full galleries. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it shows how good you are by revealing everything, right, and showing them a full gallery. And sometimes I'm like, you know, um, oh, have you done this venue before or whatever? I'm like, yeah, I just actually edited a wedding just now. Oh, like actually, I booked that that Moroccan wedding. They're like, "Oh, can one person do a two hundred fifty people wedding destination three day wedding?" Well, I'm like, "Okay, I did a three hundred people wedding in Tuscany, and it was in July, uh, mid July, and this was an inquiry was like two weeks ago, so it's about six weeks away, seven weeks away. I got just delivered their uh, gallery. I go, I'll send you the link, but please don't send any anyone else, yeah, because like you're literally seeing it two days after the couple are seeing their own galleries. Yes. Yeah. But I go, you'll see the consistency. You're gonna see that I worked." fully on my own and you're going to see the level of all the stuff i've delivered because there was like three and a half thousand photos i delivered over three wow. days yeah there was like yeah. five six events right and you're going to see how fast i delivered that gallery in so all because the, there's a lot of like you know oh my photographer took a year and whatever and i'm like six this is six weeks ago this wedding so it shows yeah. you like three big things so that's why you're spending because a lot of people like i i feel like booking a destination wedding is like super hard um which i don't want to book too many but I want to charge my full money as well because, like, if you're taking me away from my kids for like three, four days, th that's going to cost you. But you know, a lot of photographers, if they're single or whatever, they have different life circumstances. They're happy to do it for like a grand, two grand. You know, a bit of a jolly. They'll stay there two, three days extra. Oh, I don't want to do two, three days. It's not a holiday for me. Like when they couples yeah. tell me that, they're like, "Oh, it's a holiday for you." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's work. A holiday for me is me, me and my family. So unless you pay for me a week after, then yeah, you're paying for a holiday for me, which is why I'm charging you my holiday money to do your wedding." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I think it shows all of these like, like really good points. And and I tell them, so go ask the next photographer the same thing and let them show you. And if they do, fair enough, go book them, you know. But I can almost guarantee they're going to come back to me and, and book me at my price that I wanted as well. And be like, you know, Rahul, we really love you. Sometimes they're like, you know, but can you not do anything? And like, you know, like before I used to be like so stubborn and never take any money off. Now, I don't know if it's a four, four and a half grand booking or five and a half for a destination wedding. I'll be like, look, I really can't do anything. You know, this is my, like, this is what I do to provide for my family. But yeah. I really want to do your wedding and stuff like that. I'll just give you like 150 quid off. Like that's the best I can do. And which sounds like to me, this probably sounds really bad, but to me, that's like nothing from a five and a half grand booking. But to them, yeah. they're like, we really appreciate it. You know, like, thank you so much. Like they feel like they've got a deal and I'm like, whatever, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. Like, I don't want to lose a five and a half grand booking over like 150, 200 quid. So I just give them a little, it's the slightest of token gesture, but it works. Um, and they, they feel like they've won the negotiation battle, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, you know, it is what it is. But yeah, it's crazy. It's, um, yeah, work-life balance, man. It's hard, hard, hard place to get, you know. So anyway, like moving on, actually. Why, why I did want to get you on the podcast and stuff is obviously like, you know, you're really good at like SEO and stuff like that. And like, you know, you taught me, we did a, was it a two day course or three day? I can't remember. What it, how did, how does your, how three, was it? Three. 
three days. Sessions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three sessions. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Not three days, but yeah, three that's sessions. Okay. I mean, I mean, and like to be fair, that course like has fully up my SEO game. I was telling you that I was already doing pages when we were doing that wedding together. That I've already like yeah. done the pages yeah, for yeah, this yeah. and everything. I'd written it all out. All I have to do is upload <laughs> the images and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I ranked <laughs> number one like for Fairmont in in. Oh uh, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was easy to get though. Barely anyone, because not like it's funny because in nine dots it feels like everyone's really good at SEO, right? So then you think, shit, man, it's really hard to like rank in places. But then you're just looking at nine dots and no, not looking like that's just such such a small bubble compared it to all the wedding photographers out there, the venues and all that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So then when you look outside of it, most of the time the only people I am competing with are people that are in nine dots. But like very yeah. like that Fairmont in Glasgow, like St Andrews. Um, no, no one obviously ever bothered to um, send them images. You know, like they contacted me. They're like, if there's anything we can do, like if you ever come down here, if you want to play golf, it'll be on us. If you can give us images wow. from this wedding, I'm like, yeah, done. Here's the images. So like Maybe. ranking for that. So ranking for that place, like really easy, you know. Um, and then on top of that, if you can maybe even get a backlink from their website, even if they're using yeah. images, I don't know. You've got an opportunity there to get in there, and that that's going to help your SEO as well and help your yeah, authority. it's true. Is to be fair, you know what? Only this year have I started actually. Like I've had three, four venues contact me for um, images, and I've been um, like, I give it to you, and even if it's just for social media, because I think like this discussion was in like nine dots as well. But like I feel like social media images are worth more than the print images. If they want one print image, I'll just give it to them. But if you want to put like 10 as a carousel on social media, it's worth way more than that one image and print. Like people are looking at it the wrong way around. I don't care if you yeah. print a big banner. Not many people are seeing that. But for but people are more than willing to give images all the way for like social media. Whereas I think like print is practically dead. Like I used to be in that business, so I know it's practically dead. <laughs> um, so like, now I just asked them. My st- I have a, another text expander email saying, "Happy to give you the images. Use them however you want, but only if you're making me a recommended supplier." Yeah. And then if they turn around and say no, I'm like, "Well, sorry, I can't give you the images. I'm like, you're going to have to get it from the people that are already on your supplier list." Uh, or the- and then sometimes a couple of them have been like, "You know what? No, no, let me speak to the marketing guys and let me see." Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, "Trust me, I've seen your recommended supplier photos." And like that it sounds arrogant, but these are way better. <laughs> like yeah. what I'm delivering you is way better. And plus shocked, most shocked and plus the photographers recommended from venues. Shocked. Yeah. And then yeah. like plus they're like Indian weddings, which they really want. So it's like do you know what I mean? Um yeah. and it's all because I and it's all because of like through SEO, because that's how they find you, right? That's how they find me. They look Googling like who shot at my venue, and then like I rank Absolutely. quite highly. So yeah. Couples are searching for their venues all the time, you know. Yeah, find you, book you, absolutely. And so, I mean, someone like the Fairmont's fantastic venue, you know. Yeah, and it was so good. They, they, I mean, they had the wedding in the wrong place, didn't they? <laughs> Let's face it; it should have been in that atrium place. But you know, apart from that, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I think we oh god we shouldn't shouldn't say ill things about weddings really but I think we said at the time this could just been anywhere else in the world you wouldn't even know you're yeah. on Andrew's golf course no it could have been yeah yeah I've done destination a, weddings like that like where I've just been in like conference room A of the Ritz yeah. and it's just like you could have just had this like one wedding in London man like yeah you know yeah. it's basically when I do shoot weddings in America I'm not like I don't get these like amazing ones with Andy Grains gets a whole New York backdrop. I just get like a conference room in like Boston and it's just <laughs> like, and it's great and it looks great. And then you big it up on like social media and stuff like that. But it's just like, 
that wedding could have been anywhere. It's honestly yeah. not like, you know, any any different. And and this was the same, but you know, it was it was a great wedding and stuff. But like what I was gonna ask you is like, are you do you get most of your clients from recommendations or or from your SEO game stuff like that? Oh no, definitely from SEO and it always has been. I do really? get recommendations. Uh in fact, my ninety percent of the Jewish weddings I shoot is recommendations. Because they just recommend they, better, though, don't they? They do. I, I, they, only, they only want photographers that know and love Jewish weddings. So they they yeah. Facebook, they Instagram stalk friends of friends and who shot their weddings, and then that's how they get, that's how they find it. So it's through direct recommendations because some such and such recommended you, or a bridesmaid, or they've stalked each other through Facebook or Instagram. But other than uh, Jewish weddings, eighty percent of all my work is straight from Google. I yeah. I always photograph the last sister getting married. I always photograph the last bridesmaid in the in the friends group getting married. And I think that's because those brides have experienced the, these weddings with their friends and their sisters and their family, and they intentionally want someone different. They don't. Oh want yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've they, been that guy. Yeah, they're, exactly they're, what you mean. Oh, my sister was taken away for two and a half hours by the lake for photos with a photographer. That's the last thing I want to do. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so they wouldn't they wouldn't have that photographer in a million years. Doesn't matter how much they're recommended. So, and and so they purposely go off looking for something more relaxed and natural, and that's where documentary comes in as well. Um, also, a lot of couples they genuinely want ownership of their own wedding. They want to do their wedding their way. They don't want to have the same band, the same caterer, the same venue, the same. They want everything to be different intentionally. So they purposely go out and look for their own photographer. You know, let's yeah, find yeah. someone not a recommend. They don't even ask for recommendations. And this is where SEO comes in. And there's no secret about this. More people are definitely searching in Instagram now than they used to. Yeah, the number yeah. of people searching in SEO is slightly lower, but a lot of people are saying, oh, people aren't using SEO. People aren't using Google anymore. Well, I disagree because I was literally working with a London wedding photographer yesterday and we were looking at the numbers. And I, as a rehearsed answer, knew that four and a half thousand people per month were searching for London wedding photographer. Well, that has now changed to 3,800. Okay. So it's gone lower. But we're still talking about 3,800 people a month searching for a particular phrase that you could be found for. Obviously, that's a highly competitive phrase being in London. But the point is, is that, yes, the numbers are low, but only a little bit. People are still using Google to find find the clients, find the suppliers, find the photographers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but maybe the numbers are also lower, not, not because of social media, but maybe like people are more tuned in now. So they don't just search for like London wedding photographer. They'll search for like, you know, the, the actual venue names so are like Fairmont maybe. Windsor or, yeah. and stuff like that as well. They're not like, you know, back in the day, it used to be like, Everyone's trying to get become number one London wedding photographer. Whereas now, like I find people are searching more and more for like Indian wedding at Fairmont Windsor or and yeah. stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So I get far more work through searching for venues than I do for Manchester. Always have yeah. done. And although the search volumes are far, far lower, I've always said that if someone is Someone Googles Manchester wedding photographer and finds me and get in touch. And I don't have prices on my site, so I get a lot of inquiries that way. They might just be having a one, two hour thing at the registry office and they just want someone to turn up for one, two hours, cheap, cheerful, yeah. finished. That's not my client. So I'm getting a lot of inquiries that are not necessarily good leads that way. But if they Google Fairmont Windsor, I, I don't rank for that, obviously, it was your wedding. Yeah, but yeah. 
Oh, I've never been Fairmont Windsor, Fairmont St Andrews. Um, then you know that they've got they're going to have a big wedding. You yeah. Know I mean, which would you say the average wedding expenditure would be at the Fairmont at St Andrews? 50, 60, 80, 100 grand? No, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I know the Windsor one is 70 grand just for an empty shell. So there we are. And if, they, yeah. if, they're, if they're spending 100 grand on their wedding, then they'll happily spend five grand on a photographer. Yeah. You know, so so if you did rank for that, and although not many people will search for that, the one, the odd one that do are going to be massively brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, SEO isn't just like ranking on the page. Yeah. Like it's obviously like the images as well. And I think people also just li- hit the image button and just to see what other like weddings had there and what their style is so while they're just in the planning process or whatever they'll just look at the images and so if you're in the images as well all the time absolutely and it's the reason why um a lot of people do this now so it's not uncommon but when i first did it i think i was the first i i literally rather than having a little logo in the corner of my images like uh, brand recognition we don't have that with cola you know what i mean we i just wrote my name at the bottom clearly david stubbs photography in capital letters at the bottom of my images in a subtle way so it doesn't stand out but you can read it well the reason why i did that is because my images are appearing google images so when they're doing their research when they're googling their venue and that and my images do appear in google images they they see my name and start to recognize my name they might go through to my website which might lead to a booking yeah Uh, absolutely yeah yeah yeah. another another um a way that uh, people are also like searching. I can't remember. I don't know if it was like Sam Heard or someone was like leaving a review for a venue as well. Um, so basically like if I shot a new venue, I would like leave a little review and then post like 10 of my images and you can link your website and be like, wow. oh, I love this venue, blah, blah, blah. So great. You know, had an amazing time. Like, you know, the staff were brilliant. Done, yeah, and then like, there, so maybe we could do more. Yeah, because... I only do it to like... When you say review, you mean Google review. Yeah, yeah like a Google review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I only do it to venues that I like like as well, like the Savoy or something. Like I don't do it to like every single venue. And it's and because you didn't want it, like it's just become sometimes it's just part of my workflow. So like, you know, I put the 10 images up on Instagram or like I've made a slideshow, whatever, within two, three days. And so while I do that and while it's uploading on Vimeo, I'm just like, you know what, let me just bang out a quick uh, review, write something, yeah. stick it in chat GPT, make it refined a little bit. It sounds maybe AI-ish. I don't really care though, to be fair, because I just want people to see those 10 images. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like a blog post. I, I think let's jump on something here a little bit. I think you'll be very careful using AI in anything SEO review wise, Google wise, because Google yeah, yeah. just categorically said that they No, do no, no, but I tweak it. I, and what I mean is like, I don't I know, I know, AI but... to write it either. I'm, I'm writing it out and then I yeah. just refine it with AI. Like I tell it, make this sound better and that's it. And then it fair does enough. it, writes it like nicer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not right. I'm not saying. Oh, write me a review about. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair moment, so If that makes I've sense. I've never yeah. thought about AI in terms of reviews, but anything Google and AI, I stay clear of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why? I think like they're gonna have to. This is the other reason for SEO, right? It's like obviously, if you rank highly and stuff like that, is that AI picks up like obviously trawling through all the websites. So if you if someone was like using Bard or whatever and said, oh list me five photographers that have done weddings at Fairmont Winter, you'd come up on ChatGPT and stuff if you're ranking well. If you don't rank well, you're not going to come up. So, no. you know, there's another well, reason I, for you to be doing... Do you think couples are SEO. working in that way? Not yet, but they might do. Because it, it might, might just be it might just be like speech. It might just be like, hey, Siri. Yeah, hey, Siri. Find me five photographers. But be careful saying like, that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, that's like me okay, and bloody well. Alexa, man. I have to change her. Uh, she's no longer called Alexa in any in anywhere. It's Echo, which is a word we never use. So, <laughs> you know, otherwise it's like, you know, these guys, man, yeah, you always trigger it. But yeah, it could just be that, right? I'm not saying it's now. I know, I don't know. But I reckon people will use it that way and just be like, oh, yeah, here's five photographers that I've shot in wherever. So, yeah, you know. But do you, do you still do you blog a lot? I remember, I remember when we were driving, you were like, "Oh man, I haven't like done SEO stuff in a while." But oh mate, not, I, I I talk about this on my course that I'm not always necessarily the best example of great SEO in lots of instances, and it comes down to the fact that I don't need to. I yeah. am still getting. I'm I reckon at the moment and have been all summer. I'm probably averaging an inquiry a day at the yeah, moment, wow. which is definitely, definitely down, which is higher than most people. So yeah, my yeah. SEO. That's crazy. I'll get an inquiry once every two weeks. <laughs> so wow. right, okay. Well, I get inquiry day at the moment, and that is enough for me to run my business how I want. Hit the VAT threshold, thirty weddings. You know, at the price yeah, point yeah. is probably two and a half grand. I, I, I'm. Where's my motivation to do more? You know, and when I've got a choice, I can sit on my computer and do more SEO. I can blog more. I can target more venues. I think it's called Mar Hall. That Jewish wedding we did at Mar Hall. Um, the day after your Fairmont one in Glasgow, I've not I've not blogged that. Yeah, yes, yeah. I could, I could have blogged that a year ago. I could be ranking for that. I could have got an inquiry for that, uh, but I haven't, and I haven't because I've got no motivation to need to do more than I've got already. Yeah, Does yeah, that yeah. Make sense? yeah, yeah. So totally. I'm, I'm, I, my SEO is in a really happy place in the fact that I've got the 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 required amount of SEO on my site and my blogging to to get the work I need. And then I've got the option. If I notice that my numbers are down a bit, if I'm struggling for bookings a bit, and clearly there's a bit of a trend at the moment where things are getting a, a bit harder at the moment, then I can do more, you know? Yeah. And and now kind of we're at the other side of peak season. Now's the time I could do more. And I do plan to do SEO. I do more over the winter shortly than the summer. But yeah, so yeah, so I'm not blogging as much as I could be because I don't need to. Yeah, I could have blogged every single venue in the whole country, whether I've worked there or not. I literally could have done that if I really yeah, wanted yeah. to. Time in. I would have been getting two inquiries a day on average. But what good is that doing for me when all I need is my 30, 32 weddings a year to book my diary out? And someone else could argue, well, yeah, okay, but if you're getting twice as many inquiries, you can put your price up a little bit because there'd be more people willing to pay more. You're right, but the amount of time it would take to do that would be astronomical. Yeah. And we've talked a lot about work-life balance on this. I prefer to spend time with my kids than to just pour that effort in. So my my SEO is good. I rank very well for a lot of venues. I mean, a lot. I think page one for 70, 80 venues at the moment. Something wow. like that. Okay, so that's you've done a lot of SEO already. Well, this is the point. So it's something I talked about in the courses is that writing that content and that blogs in point that those blog posts in the first place for Google to love those those blogs and rank for those venues. It took a huge amount of time. I have put that time and effort in. My time and effort now with SEO is updating those blog posts to keep them up there because they will fall and drop off eventually. They take time. Yeah. Um, so actually, when I say I'm going to work my ass off over the winter, or I'm not work my ass off, I'm going to work a bit more on my SEO over the winter, I'm not necessarily going to be writing many new blog posts. There will be a handful in there, but they'd be mostly going through and updating, improving what I already have. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I was I wasn't being rude. I wasn't like going on my phone. I was I was going on my oh, phone, no. but I was checking SEO Edge. I was just like, wow, seventy eight venues, but I was just seeing how many venues I was ranking for, 
right because i only started using seo edge since obviously doing your course and um i'm ranking like 22 venues as number one and about eight as number two and about nine as number three but basically when you say number three do you mean page three or position one position two no position one position two and position three right, so, so how many have you got on page one on page what, 21 all right, I thought you said that's position one. Position one, yeah, position one. Yeah, so, well, 20, so 21 one, venues as position one. Yeah, so how many have you got on page one, top 10? Oh, yeah, no. So basically, uh, in total, it's 70 keywords I rank for, and my average ranking is 10.7. Wow, so you're doing amazing. So 70 venues are, are basically, or 70 keywords at page, yeah, page one. Yeah. Brilliant. Because they're all in top so, 10, right? So 10.7. Well, I'm going to ask you, you why you're not on page one for 150 venues. It's just because you, you haven't put that time yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you need to put that time in? No. I don't know. I, I, no, I don't know. I, like, do you know what? Like, I, I, I will do it. So, like, the, the older you get, the more, like, I mean, I ranked I ranked number one for that Fairmont just because I'm like, I love that. It's a bougie little venue and people will have money to fly me there and do that venue. Yeah. But technically, I don't really want to shoot that venue again because it's way too far right <laughs> too far um so that one's like a bit of a one that i don't really try to like i would never push an update but the ones that are more local to me now like if a new venue opened up or whatever i would start trying to seo for that because i want to shoot more locally so even i'm if you've going like venue. even if i'm not sure of the venue yeah yeah yeah. like yeah. Actually, I, I was working ranking number one for like fairmont windsor i'm not anymore i'm like number three now uh before it even opened but i knew they were opening it and I just yeah, use yeah. like photos from a pre-shoot or photos yeah. from a wedding where you can't see the background. But I'd yeah. written everything about Fairmont Windsor. Yeah. And I was ranking like number one. But then yeah. a couple of photographers actually shot there. Because the thing with SEO is it's not just uh, writing the content. It's obviously like clicks yeah. and people looking at the pages, right? So yeah, for me... Of course, it's, it's writing the content, but then you've got popularity and authority coming with it exactly. as well. So, so they, they would naturally have more popularity of that content because it's an actual real-life wedding that... Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So you would struggle to outrank them with content alone. Yeah, which is why now I like, and this is, oh, I just bit my tongue. Ow. This is why I think like, um, like when you've got quiet time and people like doing quiet season or whatever, and they're like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. They really should make a plan and really should do the work. Um, And because I used to do it and I still do it now. It's like, I know like the 10, 15 weddings I've got next year. I know if some of them are in new venues. I know if some of them are like an hour away, which to me I would class as local. Um, yes. I know if I want to SEO for them. So I'll build the preview pages, which are fully SEO'd in the way that you've taught me to do it, right? Yeah. So all I literally have to do is make sure that the top paragraph is a little bit more tailored to their wedding and actually yeah. describe yeah. something of their wedding. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like a bit of like, personalization. Bit personalization. Yeah. But then all I'm doing is putting my dropping my slideshow in, but my page is already done in January, February, yeah. March. So, and, and then it's like, and the click-throughs on those is ridiculous, you know? Yeah. So for those listening to this, one of the things I talk very much about on the courses, um, if, if you remember Rahul, is that the more you blog about the wedding you shot, the worse your SEO is going to be. You're not you're not blogging about the wedding. You're blogging about wedding photography at that venue. Yeah, you yeah. need to talk more about the venue than the wedding. And the more you talk about wedding, you're just creating a post about a wedding, which is not Google's not going to particularly love yeah. it. So so you can actually write 80% refat, you could write all of it, but you generally speaking, you could write 80% of a blog post, the content for a venue without ever going there, because you just need to write informative text about wedding photography at that venue. And then just a little bit of personalization about the images or the slideshow, whatever you're posting. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, that's exactly uh, what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, I get all of the stuff, like, you know, 
all the stuff you taught me, I like put it into the, the headers and do everything I need to do. And then like, it's literally that top paragraph. Like, I start, I start, and to be fair, I personalize it, but it's just really, really personalizing their names. I'm like, had such an amazing time at your wedding, like at all weddings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like <clears throat> you lot were so crazy we, on the dance floor and that was it. Um, so a question that I know the answer to is what's stopping you from doing that for every single venue in the entire UK and ranking for it? Because you could. The only yeah, because I don't shoot. Well, one, I don't want to shoot in every single venue and get more inquiries no, that way. But, but sure, yeah, but surely that would lead to more business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because like like you, I guess I'm happy with where I'm at. You're happy with you know? what you got. Time. You yeah, haven't yeah. got the time to do that. You don't need to put that into place. You want to you want to allocate your time doing other things like family, and that's exactly why my SEO is good, but it's not necessarily outstanding because I do not put in those extra hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. in fact, I totally don't care about any content unless it's dropped to page two and that's yeah. why i use seo edge four right i i know what's on page one because that's all i look at i don't really care if it's number one or number three number six as soon as it's on page two or position 11 because google starting to do more scrolling now rather than pages um that's only then when i start to address that to get it back up again to the top 10 yeah um, so so that's how that's how i work that's my ongoing seo-ness yeah mm. No, it was, it's like, yeah, yeah, it was game changing. Your course was definitely game changing. I've got to say, like, it's like I actually use it. I use like, yeah, everything you taught me is like was like was like really. Good. Everyone I speak to, whether they're new or someone who's been around a while, says they wish I'd done it earlier. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. you know what it is, because I would put in all this extra effort to all these venues. Because now I have, sometimes there are like really beautiful venues that I've shot at, and I've had to like remake pages and like. You know, because I want to shoot there again. But then I look at my images. I'm like, oh, I need to shoot like a newer wedding there. Yeah. And then like, you know, so then I can update the images and stuff. And yeah, I think like, you know, like one of the tips that you gave um, was like, you know, not like not creating new pages for a venue, which is already like, I mean, and this is like, people know this because you can do your research on this. But like, you know, if you've got a, like I did a wedding a while ago, uh, I don't know, wherever, right? And it's ranking really well for there. But then I've got new photos. You know, a lot of people would be like, oh, I'm just going to make a new blog post for that couple. Whereas now it's like, I keep, I just use that post, but I just rehash it out for um, the couple, rewrite some yeah. of it, not all of the text, but some of the text. And, um, and, I, and I just send them the link. So, you know. One of the biggest mistakes anyone makes with their SEO without knowing SEO is that they blog multiple times for the same venue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The mindset is, and I've, I used I've to do that. To, yeah, people have told me this. They thought that the more I blogged a venue, the more Google will love me for that venue and the more I'm going to rank for it. If that was true, then why not just create 100, 200, 1,000 blog posts for a certain venue, right? Yeah. Why, why not? And no, that's not the answer at all. You have one blog post for each item of content. And the reason why... Um, most photographers mindset is in the wrong place for this is because they're in the mindset of blogging that wedding they photographed yeah yeah. okay now i, I the, one of the examples i use on my course is, is i talk about elephants a lot i won't go into that too much now but if you if you work for a website that had a page or a post that had all the information you needed about elephants right and then you flew to africa with your camera and got new pictures of elephants and you come back again to update your website. Do you create a new page about elephants with your new pictures or do you update the existing page you have with elephants? And the answer is you go back and update the existing content you have with new pictures of elephants. Yeah. Yeah. Just because 
you took your pictures of a different couple, a different day, different stuff happened, different florists, you know, different weather, same venue, doesn't mean you have new content. You just have the same, you have new pictures of the same content, which is venue wedding photographer, Eve's Hall wedding photographer, for example. Yeah. So that yeah. needs to be updated. And if you were to blog the same venue more than once, first first of all, it's complete wasted time because Google only ever rank one of them unless there was literally no one ranking for that venue um secondly is that you're creating something called duplicated content which google absolutely hates because why would you talk about the same thing twice um and therefore i have one blog post per venue and that is it and that blog post is you know cared for and nurtured and looked after and updated regularly yeah i think one of the important points from this as well is like <clears throat> because a lot of people are like they blog for their couples it's just like you're not blogging That's for a couple story like yeah, yeah. I know, but that, I don't see why people would for. I don't even know, like, even from when I first started, I don't think I ever blogged for my couples. It's like I was blogging to show off. I shot this wedding at this venue. Do you know what I mean? Like for other couples, like that was always my thought process. Like I never thought, like, why would I blog for my couples if that makes sense? Like, what would be the point? So I don't blog for my couples anyway. And like, I've never blogged for my couples. No. Yeah, but now what I do is like for me is like I SEO these pages up. But they're all um slideshow they're all slideshows so basically yeah. because i want to click through and like you know and then other people are like oh but then you're going to get so many of the what's it called when people like bounce off your page or whatever don't explore so then that could bring the quality the if they click play on your slideshow they don't get a bounce yeah exactly and then and it's like i'm getting 350 to 500 views per slideshow so you know unique visitors yeah exactly because like big fat indian weddings they're showing they're, they're sending it like you know and then the mum and dads get happy and then like you've got Absolutely. like all these people in India, like just suddenly watching it, that could never be at that wedding. And for yeah. me, this is the whole point of like, you know, going back to streamlining. It's like if I do that work in January, February, when I'm not really doing much and my kids are still going to school. So between 9 a.m. and 2 30, I've got time. I can be like, okay, I'll book this wedding. This can be a good wedding. I want to blog this wedding. Let's just make this page. Let's do everything, put it into draft. And then once the wedding's done, all I have to really care about is make good images, make a beautiful slideshow, and then send it to them. And then let Google and everything else do its own, run its own course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But now that I'm not doing multiple venues, like instead of just, you know, like doing URLs. So now I am blogging and the, sorry. And the thing is, is that I'm blogging just to like, you know, keep myself in people's faces and I'm just using the couple's names and I'm putting no text. So blogging's like taking me 10 minutes because I'm literally yeah. like Rahul and Nehal. Here's images. <laughs> That's yeah. it. And then at the bottom, it's like, oh, if you really love what you see, then book me up for your wedding or get in touch, whatever, you know, some sort of call to action kind of thing. And that's yeah. my blog post. And that's what I'm going to start putting out there during the quiet, like November, December time of um, just, just as like people just keep coming back to my website. Oh, and I do put a link actually to like in that thing saying, if you want to view their slideshow, you can click here. So I'll do a link back to the main page, which I've SEO'd. So like for like a little internal link, but that's it. You know, so my blogging is actually taking me like 10 minutes. It's just like picking 40 images from a slideshow, randomizing it, putting a couple's name and just putting it out online. Be like, yeah, check my new blog post out. Okay, well, I can tell you, well, you're, you're doing a great job with it. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people I work with take take all the information on board, but it sounds like you're really going, you're doing well with it. So amazing. Yeah, well. cheers. Yeah, I think that's the thing though, isn't it? Like when people come to like workshops or anywhere, like gatherings or conferences, there's not... Everyone takes the information, but then it's like applying it is like actioning it. Yeah, absolutely. Actioning it is like really hard. 
you know yeah. but you but this was a, just something else that i put into my workflow i guess and yeah yeah and i talk very much about that this is seo is integrated with everything you do about your business it's not a standard it's not oh i'm going to do seo today it's not really like that it's just and and we talk about white hat seo and what google wants you to do which is to very much not think about google and just to create amazing content for your visitors your client yeah. your customers and and that's pretty much everything you've just told me is great user experience you're doing that for the couples and then but you're doing it with the benefit of seo on top of that as well exactly yeah 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 i write all the junk underneath so they don't have to read it <laughs> like yeah, course, you know if they read the h1 work. and h2 tags they'll be like yeah. i'm not reading this there's no, no re anything yeah yeah so you know like i'm fine but you know like like you said like, yeah they click play on a slideshow so actually what i was planning on doing funnily enough is that um going back to some of those slideshows and putting in the images now because i forgot the way that alex from origami has designed it so i can do a slideshow at the top and, and it will populate the images so i might right. just like oh tag again just put the images and then just put it through google search console I'll be like updated with like some yeah new well absolutely they yeah. honestly the google would love that and when i when i talk about updating it's very easy actually you just tweak a bit of the text and change some of the images that's all you have to do yeah and then put it through google search console again um inspect url um yeah, absolutely, mate. Throw some, yeah. throw a couple of images in there, yeah. But I use my blog posts. So, so this is maybe where you're missing out on is that when I blog and I post the images rather than a slideshow, it's the blog post I send to the venues to say, yeah, help yeah. yourself to the images for social media. I've And I tell the venues that I've set up my website for you, even though it's not entirely correct, but you can right-click or double-click and, and save the images straight off my website, be my guest. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I tell them they're web-ready. They're, they're nice medium resolution just use them be my guest and, and and another reason why i have my name on the bottom of my images because when they lift them and use them that my name is automatically going to be on them it reminds them who to tag in as well yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so whereas a slideshow they won't do that so maybe if you did that then it's another door to to to, to communicate with the venue and say look I, i've got this blog post i've got these great images you might you might want to use them for this and that and this and that yeah that's true i mean when i repopulate and yeah, put those images back in i could i could be like yeah, you can take this if you want. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure. But I, I, I mean, this is a bit different, but with vendors and stuff. But, you know, I, I try to tag everyone. And then I, when I'm with the venues and everyone and I'm speaking to the manager or the florist and all of these people, I'm just like, look, I'm not going to remember. But here's my Instagram. Just like message me tomorrow. I go, you're not going to get images tomorrow, but I'll write it down. And then when as soon as I've edited like previews within a week, you'll yeah. get you'll get them and then you can use what you want. Because like venues and florists as well i find nowadays they don't just want flowers like set up they don't want the setup they don't just want don't, don't want a bouquet in like nice light they actually want it in context i yes. think like they prefer those images so those images when i'm doing previews sometimes i think oh like only if it's like a high-end-ish kind of florist or decor then i'm like you know what in this preview i'm going to put a couple of images where it's really going to highlight their details so it's going to be like a really good moment but it's also going to really highlight and so, and then they always put them online in like Instagram or whatever, you know, and I'm like, it's all good. So that's a bit of a side thing because I'm always just like, just do whatever for every single service supplier because I get recommended by these florists and decor people as well because they're like, Rahul is the only one, like DJs especially, they're like, Rahul is the only one that ever gives us images. Like, we'll ask photographers. Yeah, yeah. And like, they tell me straight up, they're like, Rahul. And I know anyway, because I see their Instagram feeds and like slowly, slowly, because some of these DJs, they're seeing a lot of a lot of other photographers are seeing my images on there. They've started shooting the DJs now. They've started like becoming a bit quicker with giving them images. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. the same DJs will tell me like, oh, you know, this guy's not giving it. And they're like, 
he goes, I know it's because they've seen my Instagram and they see because like sometimes my feed is just full of my images. Uh, their feed is full of my images because I'm the only one that supplies them anything good, you know? So, but it's a good way to get in with suppliers and stuff. But yeah, cool. Mate, you know what? I think we should end it here, right? Because can I, can I just, something that just popped into it. my mind? Yeah, yeah. You just, you just mentioned Alex from Origami Fox. Yeah, yeah. I, my website went tits up a couple of months ago nothing nothing had gone wrong it's, you know just websites go a bit tits up sometimes yeah, yeah. he dropped everything to spend half a day sorting my website out for a very reasonable price and i just yeah. thought you it's a legend. Just, let's, let's give him a shout out because anyone that has any website issues or problems or wants a new website alex is the only person in the world i would actually recommend and trust yeah yeah i so, mean he he did my website um and like Ola, his his girlfriend, like designed it. He built it, and I'm like, and it's been six years now, and I'm still like, man, my website looks all right. I said yeah. sometimes I always well, my, say my, him, website, my website's built by Alex as well through his full yeah. company. And yeah, exactly. Company. But but it was Alex that built it, you know. Yeah. And I still like my website. Even we've always had a mobile problem with it, but that was nothing to do with him. That's to do with my design. Yeah. I just but he, also um, he knows his SEO. So when he's designing, well, he's always thinking about that as well. Are like There's optimizing somebody, your yeah, website, that's, that's, making sure it's the best. Because I've worked with him on it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> and like with speed and everything. So like you know, like he knows this shit as well. Yeah, but he's a yeah. genius, honestly. Like I ask him to do some stuff for us now and again. Like our nine dot site is bulky, and like he built that, and it's like crazy. And then um, and now uh, you know we're in the process of doing a version two of it, and it's looking so good. And like, wow. yeah, but like anything that you know i want doing whatever like he's he's he's, he's really quick and he's like that with all his clients as well i know that because he's like i'll just go do like half an hour work for this person i'll go do half an hour of this and i'll get yeah, to yours yeah. and that's stuff like that. you're yeah. like mate i wasn't really expecting it today but sure thing you know i know, I know. and any any time i'm working with someone on rs here and they realize that they need some web tweaks or web changes just nothing major but just something that helps them out it's it's i've always recommended alex so yeah big shout out to him so. yeah 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 100 i should get him on a podcast one day actually oh yeah you should yeah, like, interesting you know, as well. it's about websites yeah because yeah I'm, i know my seo but i don't know websites there's a big difference yeah you know? now nah, and he's really like geeked out with the coding and everything because yeah. sometimes like when he's doing the screen sharing with you like and i used to do this stuff i'm so happy i don't do it anymore man this is like dreamweaver days <laughs> like and i'm like man i don't even know what you're doing anymore like this coding and stuff is crazy you know and because the way that websites are being built now I mean, like with WordPress or whatever, or Elementor or whatever, it's like you're building a website to make it easy for me to change. Whereas, you know, back in the day, you just build a website and the web designer had to change it. Yes. And now, like, pay them the privilege. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But now they have to build it in a way that we are, we're able to change it, like on the fly and all this. Like, it's crazy. Like, the tech has moved like so quick. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, look, mate, such a great chat. I told My you, like, pleasure. We, we, we started this conversation and you'd be like, I don't have nothing more to say there more than an hour. And here we are, 10 past 12, two hours later. Two hours later, yeah. It goes quick, don't it? <laughs> like, it does, yeah. It's really just chatting. But yeah, I yeah. really enjoyed it. All. Thank you for inviting me and having yeah, me on. Yeah, no, thanks, man. No, no, I really appreciate that. Like you coming on. Um, yeah. One second. It's, it's the only Nine Dots podcast I'm not going to listen to. I can't possibly listen back to myself. So. Oh yeah. I hate my voice. Oh my god. When I play it aloud, sometimes I'm editing it. I'm like, oh, to my wife, I'm like, how do I like this voice? <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> like, how? How can you live with like listening to me speak? It's like I've even got a really good mic just to try and make my voice sound better, but it's still shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah. I haven't got a mic, so hopefully I came across as okay with my MacBook. But yeah. Yeah. No. 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 It's perfect, man. 
Yeah, thanks again, mate. Thanks again. My pleasure. Back to the cricket. Hoping the win.